Kobe taught us to be better. Wake up every single day to get better today than you were yesterday. Whatever it takes. Better dreamer. Better waker. Better stretcher. Better walker. Better talker. Better walk and walk and talk and talk. Better blacker. Better sprinter. Better loser. Better winner. Just be better. Do the simple stuff right. Better form. Focus. Better friend. Better fighter. Better rider. Better eater. Mm -hmm. Better leader. Better generation. Better nation. Just be better. Can you do that? Let's go. Back at it. Better player. Better shooter. Better scorer. Better goat. Yep. Better goat. Better mentor. Mm -hmm. Better minor. Major. Mover. Shaker. Better skater. Better artist. Yeah. Better teacher. Better preacher. Better believer. Better first. Better future. Better hero. Again. Better hero. Better mother. Yeah. Better father. Better father. Better father. Better father. Better father. Better me. Better you. Better us. Mamba out. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack! Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. The sports desk. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go? Faint. There you go. Faint step. Oh, there's a faint from Jake. Oh, Cody. Oh, my God. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I'm your man. One more time, Desert L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists, ready to give you another show. And remember, I am here to give it to you raw and uncut. And this your man Black, we back in the building for another episode, one of your favorite sportsologists in the building. Yes, sir. Um, went back and forth with Black about this for probably about, I don't know, about a week. He brought it He brought it up last week. So I told him, nope, 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 nope. I just can't do it. I don't want to do it. But as I went about my day today, I feel like I will regret not uh doing this so unfortunately tomorrow is the one year uh anniversary uh since we lost kobe bryant um his daughter Gigi, and seven other pa passengers uh due to a terrible uh helicopter crash um it just seems like yesterday it don't even feel like a year and it's just going by so fast and i know for me personally it's it was, uh, and still is, devastating. Um, just devastating. Just think, it just, it still doesn't seem like he is uh, no longer here. It just, it just doesn't. I mean, I have to get reminded from a, a tweet or a, uh, Instagram post or something like that to remind me that, you know, Kobe, uh, he he's gone, and and I'm I'm not gonna stay too long because I I start crying and you won't get me back. 
as far as a celebrity, an athlete, an entertainer, whatever you want to call them, you know, is the biggest impact on my life um, as far as the death goes um, was him because I felt like I knew him. I felt like, you know, he was, you know, I grew up with him. He was like a maybe an older brother type figure. And it might sound crazy to some people when you watch somebody every single night when they play basketball and you see them grow from an 18-year-old kid and finally retire um, close to 40 years old and, and you see the ups, the downs, the grinds. I mean, his whole life as an adult was in the spotlight. And me being, me being a fan of his very, very early on clinging to him, you know, I just was invested. So I just want to say rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, uh, seven other passengers on that helicopter. And hopefully one day I get better. I mean, my eyes stay watery every time I get to talking about them and they're watery right now, you know? So, um, like I said, I feel like black did it for a reason to keep saying something about this to me. Um, and I appreciate him for just making me think about it. And, and I ultimately would have regretted it if we would have got through this, sh- this week or this show. And, and I dare wouldn't have said anything about to me, you know, the greatest basketball player to ever play. He plays for my team, the Los Angeles Lakers and just the many memories of Kobe that I have and still have. I mean, right now, right now I'm wearing Lakers shorts, you know, and I look up at the picture in my office and he has on the very same shorts and it gives me chill bumps. You know, it might not mean nothing to, to a lot of people, but it means a lot to me. So rest in peace, Kobe. Yeah, man. Uh, tough, tough, tough uh, being the one year anniversary tomorrow of losing uh, Kobe Bean Bryant. And I think, well, I know it's when we sit here and talk about him, it's the impact that he had on the world for me. I know that we, when we were kids, young kids coming up, you know, him coming in the league as a young kid, like he said, gravitating to him. I always liked Kobe, you know, but I was more of a Le- LeBron guy, but Kobe was always, I was like, yeah, this somebody I would never, would never have be like, nah, I don't like that dude. Uh, but Kobe was just always, you know, a likable basketball player and, you know, someone you kind of kept your eye, you kept your eyes on while he was playing basketball. But his impact on the world, man, is, 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 is really big. You see it every single day on social media. Uh, you see it, I see it in my home. What my even with my what even with my beautiful wife, she was like, man, uh, her which is her birthday is tomorrow, so happy birthday, baby, I love you. But she even brings it up like, man, my 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 birthday tomorrow, but it's just a reminder that Kobe Bryant passed that day. You know, it's always a reminder and it's always there. And uh, just his impact from young kids, kids that I work with, talking about him, they you know can't believe the impact he just had on the world overseas you know it's just like he's bigger than basketball to me it's like Kobe was so big but basketball was the was the reason for all of that and him being the man that he is so Kobe will truly be missed um Kobe will always have a special place in our hearts all all the time and then you know seeing LeBron and them talk about it and, and LeBron saying you know that's something you'll never forget you just try to you just try to mourn and you know keep positive, stay positive in so many amount of words of what he was saying, and 
you know, always let his legacy live on. So uh, just want to say rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Truly missed. Uh, GG truly missed. Even with the even with the game of women's basketball from college to WNBA, you see uh, Kobe and Gigi being missed as well. So I just want to say rest in peace to them and then the other seven passengers that was on that flight. But we, you truly miss Kobe. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So uh, try to shake it off, man. Just try to shake it off and try to get through this show. Um, but we got a loaded, loaded, loaded show today. Um, we're going, of course, get into a conference championship, man. We're going to get into the AFC and NFC championship games. We're going to talk uh, UFC uh, 250, I think it was 257. Mm -hmm. uh, either way it goes, it was the return of Conor McGregor, and it, it didn't go so well. <laughs> it, it didn't go so well. We're going to get into that. Um, we're going to talk some WWE. The Royal Rumble, the classic, is happening this Sunday on the WWE Network. And right now, me and Black are watching the 1992 Royal Rumble, where the WWF Championship was vacant. Jack Tunney stripped Hulk Hogan of the title and put him up for grabs. And the nature boy, Ric Flair, made his debut to go on and win the 1992 Royal Rumble as the Reals world champion. So uh, that's what me and Black uh, are watching at this second. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, kick off the show, Black. Let's go ahead and get into... Uh, kind of switched up a little bit, man. Let's go ahead and get into our brand new segment, man. What did you do in camp? And Black... I was go. I was looking high on black. I was looking high. I was looking low, and I finally found something black. But I'm not gonna inter. I'm not gonna interrupt because this segment is basically wrapped around one famous day, right here on the sports desk, when my man's black completely had had enough of Deontay Wilder Jr. of his flabbergasting beatdown that he suffered from. What's my man? Uh. Uh, Tyson Fury, yeah. Tyson Fury, my man Black uh, had had uh, had had enough of what he's seen uh, in Deontay Wilder Jr. So Black, let's go ahead and kick it off, man, with your what did you do in camp moment of the week? Yes, yes, yes. This week's what did you do in camp what moment goes camp? to defensive back from the Green Bay Packers, Kevin King. <laughs> Kevin King. We just want to know here at the sports desk, what were you, what were you thinking when you let little Scotty Miller, Scotty Miller run right past you? <laughs> were you sitting there thinking where you're going to eat for dinner that night? Were you sitting there thinking about which video game and what player you're going to pick up on 2K? We don't know what you were thinking, little Scotty Miller, but we just, I mean, we don't know what you were thinking, Kevin King, about letting Scotty Miller go right past you for a big touchdown to put Tampa up big in the first half. So you're this week's What Did You Do In Camp do moment. In camp? I also have something for Mr. Kevin King because he is also my What Did You Do In Camp uh, moment for this week. I, I took a look, close look at uh, King's cleats. I said, was his shoes untied? Then I took a close look at his his pads. I said, did he have on big pads? Was he weighed down? Could he not get around and get in position to run up with Scotty Miller for that touchdown and just got abused in the first three quarters of the NFC Championship game? Then I also looked at Kevin King's dreadlocks that he has up under his helmet. I said, wow, are they choking him? Is he losing air? Was his vision impaired? I just took a look at Kevin King from head to toe black, and I was asking myself over and over again, Kevin King, boy, 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great minds think alike. My yes, they do. Yes, they do. I, Kevin King, we hate to do it to you, dog. We hate to do it to you, dog. But the whole world was just really wondering. Oh, man. What did you do in camp? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that is our new segment here to the Sports Desk. What did you do in camp? What, what did you do in camp? All right, man. So we're going to go ahead and get into our sound of the week. And, man, Black... Your boy Shaq is at it again. Oh, man. Your boy Shaq is at it again. Now, this thing is kind of... Shaq on the road, man. He is on the road. We've been talking about Shaq every day, every show for maybe... The past, the past three weeks. Past three weeks. Well, yeah. it, ain't, it ain't stopping them, my boy. <laughs> so, after the... Um, I think it was the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns uh, were playing on last week on TNT. And lately, the uh, post game is Shaquille LaKenny Smith for Charles talking to uh, these players. And Shaquille O'Neal kind of, you know, had the audacity to approach uh, a young Devin uh, Mitchell like this. So uh, let's listen to this clip real quick, and then we'll react. Uh, you are one of my favorite players, but you don't have what it takes to get to the next level. I said it on purpose. I wanted you to hear it. What do you have to say about that? All right. That's it. <laughs> that's it? All right. That's it. Okay, cool. I mean, I want you to hear I've been hearing, well, Shaq, I've been hearing that since my rookie year. You know, I'm just going to get okay, better and well, do what I do. Good. At the end well, of the day. You. Well, that's what I want you to hear you say. Yes, Love sir. your game, brother. Keep it up. Appreciate it. Yeah, I think, you know, Spon- so for those who didn't hear, <laughs> for those who didn't hear, Shaquille, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal told Devin Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, excuse me, Donovan Mitchell, that he did not have what it takes to go to the next level. Now, normally we don't harbor on our sounds of the week, but we're going to harbor on this one. Now, Black, you remember in the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. You remember that epic playoff series between the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets in the first round and went seven games. Mm-hmm. And it was two individuals in that, uh, in that series who were in their third years at the time. And Black, they were going berserk. Mm-hmm. We're getting 50 point, 40 point, 50 point, 40 point, triple times in that series mm-hmm. that ultimately ended up in a game seven win for the Denver Nuggets, who went on to the Western Conference Finals. So, again, Shaq is a hater. <laughs> you single out Donovan Mitchell, why? Why, Shaq? You say you don't think he has what it takes to go to the next level? That is egregious. You see the growth <laughs> of this young man. We all saw it. We seen it. First game, he scored 51 points. I mean, it was a duel. Unfortunately, somebody had to lose. Mm-hmm. So once again, Shaq, Charles Barkley, they always take this wrong approach. And our Twitter week is going to have something to do with these two guys as well because Kevin Durant and LeBron James has had enough of both of them. And I'm going to read off what they say once we get out to our Twitter week. But Black, what do you got on Shaq just singling out Donovan Mitchell in pretty much an inaccurate statement? Yeah, man, I don't know what's up with Shaq. Is was Shaq got something against Utah Jazz players or something? Oh yeah, like, the, the Gobert, Gobert, and then now Donovan Mitchell. Like, what's what's going on? Like, yeah. and then both of these dudes just got paid. So is it is it something something there with them getting paid and he don't feel like they've given enough? Well, uh, Donovan Mitchell in my eyes has reached the next level. If you in the bubble. With all that that was going on, and you can score multiple fifty-point games, multiples—I mean, multiples—every every other night. We're not talking about two nights off. We're talking about every other night in the bubble. Yeah, going crazy. You know, going crazy. So it's—I don't know what's up with Cha- Shaq, man. He need to chill on Donovan Mitchell. 
Donovan Mitchell is one of the upcoming players in in in, in the NBA for sure. And uh, I think I think Shaq just need to take a chill pill, man. I think Shaq is really disturbed by something that's really uh, that's really bothering him. So he's using his voice on his platform to get it out, I guess. But for sure. Shaq just needs needs to stop and be quiet, man, and let these kids play basketball. His time is past. It's their time now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and last and last thing for me, man. Look, I don't, I don't understand what. I guess this is a form of motivation that Shaq is trying to use. But listen, these are young players in the league. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell is <laughs> with his supermax contract. He's almost made what Shaq made in his whole NBA career. Mm. Okay, mm. okay. Same thing with Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert just got a supermax as well, mm. and he's almost knocking out the door of what Shaquille O'Neal made in his whole. Uh, 16 year career So it's kind of like Shaq Charles Barkley Legends for sure Shaq most dominant player I ever I have ever seen in Most like many of you Have ever seen But listen bro You can't talk to a young player After they got a win On national TV And tell this man I don't think you got What it takes To go to the next level Shaq need to go get Some PR coaching The good <laughs> folks at TNT Need to bring Shaq in the back have them sit down and do some nice PR coaching. Because sooner or later, man, these young players ain't going to want to talk to him. You see how Kevin Durant did Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. You see how Donovan Mitchell responded to Shaq. Like, I mean, bro, like y'all are, NBA and TNT is one of the great shows on television. It is. But they can't do this. They, they can't do this. Because sooner or later, these kids, when they say, hey, you got Shaq, I don't want to talk to him. Let me talk. Let me talk to Kenny because Kenny the only one big up these kids mm-hmm. because you know he spent a lot of that time in AAU and all it with these boys. But Shaq and Chill, hey man, y'all need to chill, bro. It's crazy. Y'all to need me, to man. chill, man. Chill, chill, chill. All right, man. So we're gonna move on and we're gonna get into our star bitch cut, and this is referencing some NFL football and black. I was taking a look at some things this weekend. I said, huh, I got something for my boy, and I'm gonna see how he react uh, to this. Let's get into our star bench a cut. Let's talk about it, man. Let me see where you really at, man. At Black, of course, me and you are huge football fans. We pay attention, uh, of course, to the game of football. And we've seen some pretty, pretty good offenses in our time. In our time, Black. I mean, just must-see TV offenses. And Black, I got to... I got to holler at you, man, to see what you're thinking, man, about these three offenses right here. And Black, if you had two tickets to go see these teams play, two tickets to go watch these offenses, and you got to give... You know, one of these tickets back. I want to know what offense you, you'll take a chill pill on, my boy. You ready for this? All right, my boy. We got the 2000 St. Louis Rams. The loaded uh, greatest show on mm. turf, as they called it. Uh, uh, Tory Holt, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce. Uh, 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 just so many different mm. uh, talented players in that offense. Must see TV, wouldn't you say, Black? Very much so. Next up, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. I believe it was the, um, I, I didn't even look up the year, but I believe they were the 2000, 
2010 New England Patriots that went 15-16-0 in the regular season. That Randy Moss, uh, Tom Brady co- mm. uh, connection where they were just putting up points left and right, my boy. And last but not least, let's show the 2020 Kansas City Chiefs some love with this here, my boy. Of course, you got Mahomes, you got Tariq, you got Kelsey, my boy. Mm. Now, I want you to think back on these offenses. And I know people out there going to say, oh, the New England offense easy. But no, no, no. They broke all the records that year. Moss, Brady, most points by offensive uh, uh, unit in the regular season history. So just think on it. 2,000 rounds. I believe it was the 2008 Pats. I'm, don't quote me on that. In the 2020 Kansas City Chiefs, what two games are you going to watch, Black, and what ticket are you giving over, my boy? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to me, Black. Huh? My boy over there stuck. D, I got to go, man. This is tough for me. <laughs> Y'all, Lee. D, but I got to I gotta start the 2000 Rams. Okay. I got to start the 2000 Rams. Okay. I just think I was a big Tory Holt fan and Isaac Bruce fan. Uh, coming up, I mean, around that time, and I I loved everything that they were doing with Kurt Runner, those the, the receivers, and Marshall Falk coming out the backfield. So I got to start the Rams. I'm going to have to bench. Mm. <laughs> I'm going. Dang boy, I'm gonna get some slack for this, but I got to bench the New England Patriots. Yo, and I have to cut. Whoa, the Kansas City Chiefs. Whoa, what? What did you do in camp? Yo, whoa. Okay, Mino, I feel you, dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start the 2020 Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I am starting them. Okay, um, I am benching the 2000 Rams. I'm bitching the 2000 Rams. I'm going to send out whatever that Patriots team was. I won 16 and 0. 2008, I think it was. Uh, I'm going to send them. I'm going to send that ticket to somebody else uh, who can go and watch that man. I mean, I don't think there's a wrong answer here. It's not. I mean, as far as it's entertaining, hard, it is. Hard. As far as entertainment, uh, as offenses go, I mean, all three of these offenses just. We're special, man. Very. Very special, man. And, um, you know, I just thought it'd be fun to see where you was at yeah. <laughs> uh, with, with those offenses. If we're not done, I got me, I was I was getting to a little writer's block on the uh, Star Bitch and Cuts, but I got a whole new batch of Star Bitch and Cuts for my boy, and I'm going to put them on the hot seat and, and, and have them sweating over there uh, uh, each and every week moving forward. All right, man, let's let's see, let's see. We're going to get into our tweet of the week, man, and then we are going to get into the National Football League. My boy, these people don't had enough, man. But when I say these people, I'm saying Kevin Durant, LeBron James, your boy Big Shaq, man. They, they just don't had enough of them, all mm. right? So here we go. Um, let's see, let's see. Kevin Durant comes out after he quotes under the video that was posted of Shaq going at uh Donovan Mitchell. He said, Kevin Durant, easy money sniper. He says, Man, them old heads need to go ahead and enjoy retirement. These boys have coaches that work with them every single day. But this man, somehow, some way, doesn't have what it takes to get to the next level. And then a guy named Cuffs Legends comes behind him. He said, yes, a lot of young players. It's a lot of veteran players out here teaching young kids, a la Ross Strickland with Kyrie Irving. And then LeBron comes up underneath that and says, see, 
there's a difference between constructive criticism and soft hating though i've seen it both ways come my way mostly the hate you can hear it in his delivery that was king james easy money sniper mm. and now the legend cuffs the legend my boy out here socializing about shaquille o'neal man should i trade that maybe look i was listening to this earlier today <laughs> go get it yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes sir yes sir black i mean before we move on man it's like when you got guys like kevin durant you got guys like uh lebron james speaking out on this man this gonna have a long lasting effect, man. I think, and I think it's it's more bother, it's more, it's. <laughs> let me get my words right. I think it's more <laughs> disturbing now because the, the LeBron James likes Shaq. They've been teammates. Yeah, you know, and and, yeah. and, and, and it's rubbing LeBron the wrong way. Yeah, you know, even and Kevin Durant as well. Even though you know Kevin Durant already had his moments with Shaq, before right, 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 in the past. So we've been through that, but for LeBron James to come out and say. Shaq is hating, man. That's a big deal. It like, is. If it, like you said, if I'm Shaq, I'm really sitting back thinking about a lot of things. Or if I'm Shaq's boss, I'm really sitting back like Shaq. We probably need to chill a little bit, man. Yeah. Times are much different from when you were playing basketball. Yeah. You know, so let these kids have their moments. It seems like Shaq wanna have these type of ignorant moments. Right. When he shouldn't be having them, I, you know, I and, and I just—it's just a lot, man. But I—I love—I love KD and uh, Cuff. What's his name? Cuffs the legend. Cuffs boy. the legend and LeBron for speaking on Shaquille O'Neal because that needed to be done. I, I agree. I agree. Look, constructive criticism is one thing. I can see if Shaq came on and said, "Hey, Donovan Mitchell, man, I'm noticing you know you're progressing, but you know you got to work on that left hand. If you mm-hmm. want to get to the next level, you got to work on your mid-range jumper." I'm pretty sure Donovan Mitchell will reciprocate that from a legend. But you come on here and you blast this man for no apparent reason after disregarding what he done in the bubble. After disregarding him signing a $200 million contract. After disregarding his start to this season. <laughs> like, what you want him to do? Only one team can win a championship every year. Mm-hmm. Only one. Shaq got four rings. We played 16 years. So that means what, Black? 12 other teams won championships while Shaq was in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, so come on, man. And, 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 you know, y'all let us know what y'all think about that. Are we being, are, are me and Black being soft? Are me and Black giving Shaq too much trouble? What, what, what do y'all think? Y'all let us know if Shaq is hating or y'all don't got a problem at all with what Shaq is doing. All right, man, let's go ahead and get into the National Football League. Black, why Hogan mad, bro? Man, he told see if who see it vicious. Not who is that, man. Ain't that see it vicious? Bro, see it vicious tossed him out, bro. Yeah. Uh, Hulk Hogan is livid. I mean, he pissed <laughs> off. I guess they were supposed to be jumping on uh, uh Rick Flair together, yeah. but he threw uh Hollywood Hogan out. That's crazy, and man. Flair, and Flair wins the rumble, my boy. 1992 Royal Rumble winner. All right, Black, let's get into the National Football League. It was Conference Championship Sunday yesterday. 
Great time of year to be a football fan, sports fan. Great day yesterday for the National Football League. But Black, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's start off with the first game of the day. We had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, 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 uh. Advanced to the Super Bowl yesterday, knocking off the number one seeded Green Bay Packers, thirty-one. To 26 in Lambo Field, the frozen tundra. Packers went home. Black. Let's take this thing half by half, man. Let's go with the first half, man. Bucks look like Bucks look like they was about to route these boys. Yes, they were. Tom Brady. Like. Tom Brady <laughs> looked it incredible. Yes, that he did. offense was incredible in the first half. What did you see yesterday in the first um, half? In that first half, man, Tom Brady was just lights out, man. Um I just really, I really believe Tom Brady is just on the mission to prove people wrong, man. I like what he's doing in these games, man. It's crazy. They came, they came out automatically and got the ball down the field. Um, I don't know what was going on with Green Bay's uh, defensive line and that secondary. Secondary has been pretty decent all year, but man, they was just killing Kevin King and uh, uh, Jair Alexander held his own, but he. You know, I, I he gave I, I us some plays yesterday too. I don't, I don't know what it was, man. Just from the run game to Brady passing the ball, from everything that he was doing in the first half, man, it worked. It wasn't a bad moment from the Bucks in the first half, offensively or defensively. Yeah, man, that first half, man, I was, I was, I was like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I mean, they come down, they first drive, Brady to Evans on the jump ball, boom, King just getting exposed right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, then they come right back down and keep moving the ball and and and, and just really having their way with that Packers defense. And that Packers defense has been hit and miss all year. Mm-hmm. It's like some games they got a pass rush, and then some games they don't. And then some games that secondary gets some turnovers, and which they did. They had three interceptions yesterday on Brady, but it, it was it was just weird to see them come out flat. Tom, I mean, Aaron Rodgers had been capable for a home championship game for years, and he finally got one. And for the offense and the defense to come out flat against the Bucs, man, it was just really weird to see. And, and hence them digging themselves in the hole. Let's go to the last play of the first half. Brady, little Scotty Miller. Look, I'm watching it, and I'm like, wow, it's eight seconds left. Why don't they try to kick a field goal to try to get some points? You know, the time's going to expire. And you had to think, you had to think for Brady to be in the shotgun, come out like he did, drops back. You, it's, it's no way anybody saw that coming in the NFC Championship game. But I got to thinking, boy, this is a trip. This is, this is for a trip to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Scott and Middle on King, Brady liked that matchup so much. That it worked beautifully. Scotty, Scotty Miller just exposed King, bro. Beat him by five yards wide open, clean in the Probably end zone. Probably more than that. It was nasty. <laughs> and, that, and that joker got some speed on him. Yes, he do. He got some speed yeah. on him. So, you know, what did you think about that last play? Because I think the whole world was like, ugh. Yeah, and like we just said, on what did you do in camp? Kevin King was sitting back there thinking about what he was going to eat for dinner and not thinking about little Scotty Miller running right past what him. What did you do? And then when he camp? realized and came back to his wits, Scotty Miller had then already went past him and called a touchdown pass to put him up 20. What was it at that? 28 to, uh, I can't even remember. 28 it was, to, no, it was, it was 21. I think that was, it was that, 21. Yeah, I, I thought, I thought they scored 20, 28. No, I don't know why. No. That, so, okay. Well, that put them up. What two touchdowns? Put them at on that? 21-10 at the half. Okay, 21-10 at the half. But I'm like, 
you got to be disciplined, man. Tony Romo said it best. You have to play Eggman. sound. Tony Romo said it. Oh, Tony Romo. Tony Romo. Oh, yeah, Troy Eggman. Yeah, Troy I'm Eggman. sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Troy, Eggman. Troy Eggman said it best. You have to play sound, disciplined football. This is for a trip to the... In, I mean to the Super Bowl And you back here uh, Wondering what you finna do When you get home <laughs> And little Scarlett Middle here Making making a name for himself Off Kevin King Yes he did Like so what I don't I don't, I didn't understand that play But great Brady threw a dime Great ball A, a great ball One of the best balls I've seen Brady throw this year Great ball He threw a great ball the money. To Scotty Miller man So that Bucket. was a big Big play At that at that moment The breath left out of my body Yeah when that play happened, and I see when Brady caught, caught the back, I said, what is he doing? Is he doing a Hail Mary? Is he doing a Hail Mary? And Lord have mercy, he dropped it in the bucket. Yeah, he did. I mean, Sky Miller ain't have to do nothing but just keep running. That's and all. stride. It don't get no prettier than that, man. Tampa Bay just was beautiful in the first half. Everybody around the country had to think this was going to be a route. Mm-hmm. But it didn't turn out to be a route. Went into the second half. There goes the tale of the Green Bay Packers. Here they came, my boy. Green Bay Packers scored 13 points in the third quarter uh, to Tampa Bay 7. At one point in the game, it was, I think it was 28-23 or something like that. Yeah, 28-23 at one point in the third quarter. And they kept going, they kept going. Uh, Rodgers started heating up, started cooking up. Rodgers did not play a bad game yesterday. 33 for 48, 346, three tubs and one pick. But Black... They end up losing this game in the fourth quarter. Let's start there. They're down in the end of red zone. It's second and goal, third and goal. Did you see what I saw? Didn't Aaron Rodgers have a chance to run it in for a touchdown? Yes, and not only did he have a chance to run the ball in, you had a wide, you had a butt naked Alan Lazard yes. coming across the middle yes. that was wide open with nobody on him. Missed him. But <sighs> Green Bay lost this game. They did. I just want to say that. I know we're talking about half. They lost this game, D. They did. And I'm very pissed Mm -hmm. at this moment. You trying to force the ball to uh, Devontae Adams. Use your other weapons, guy. Who are good. Alan Lazar has showed up for you this year. All year. The big tight end has showed up for you this year. Valdez Skitton had a wild first half. What was he he in the second half? You trying it. to force feed Devontae Adams and Tampa Bay knew you were going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You could have won this game with your arm getting the ball to the right receiver and with your legs and you let opportunities go by. Mm-hmm. Because you were trying to force the ball to Devontae Adams who was triple covered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Green Bay lost this football game. And you know what? And you know what, uh, Aaron Rodgers, you should be shame of yourself. Oh my goodness! You should be ashamed of yourself. We're sitting here calling you one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen in the NF in the NFL and all our lives, and you only won one NFC Championship game in your career. Mm. We give you this high praise every year, up there with the best, and you only have one NFC Championship win to show for your career. You got your Super Bowl ring, but come on, my guy. You have Tom Brady on the other side that's 42 years old. Mm-hmm. Finna go to his 10th Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And came and showed up and did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. Now, he may, not have the, he may not have had the best second half, but he did enough mm-hmm. to get the win when you just gave the game away. When you threw it away. When you threw it away. Mm-hmm. So, 
I really think the key the key moments in those games, just like you said, wide open player, wide open uh lane where you can run the ball and score a touchdown to take the lead in this game. Mm-hmm. And you gave it up trying to get the ball to Devontae Adams. I know I keep saying it, but it just bothered me so bad. Like, Green Bay's not my team, but I was pissed. Because yeah. I'm seeing it develop on TV, and I'm like, what is Aaron Rodgers looking at? Yeah. Yeah, I it's agree. It's crazy to me, man. <laughs> I agree. Hey, it, it's, it's just like Rodgers caught cold feet. The, the frozen tundra froze his feet. It's like his legs stopped working. I mean, I hated his excuse that he used post-game when he said he looked like it looked like I had a lane to run it in, but I felt the pressure closing in on me. How? One it was a broken play. The play was broke. You was already on the run. You was already on the run. You wait for Devontae to clear across the middle. You got a wide open receiver to your left, and you got a clear lane onto your right to run it in. You can you can dive and stick the ball out. This is for a chance to get to the Super Bowl. And I was very disappointed in Aaron Rodgers that he took the approach that he did. But then I was disappointed in Matt LaFleur. It's fourth down and goal. Huh. It is two minutes huh. left in this game. This is for a trip to the Super Bowl. You got the greatest of all time on the other sideline waiting to get the ball back. And what do you do, LaFleur? <laughs> you kick a field goal. For what? What, is, what did a field goal accomplish? And LaFleur, you get up here and say, well, the way our defense was playing at that time, I thought it was a great decision. And, of course, it's a bad decision when it doesn't work. And I want to quote the great Freddie Bricks. Freddie Bricks called for Matt LaFleur's job yesterday. I agree. He say Matt LaFleur needs to go. You don't dare let Aaron Rodgers go. You let Matt LaFleur go. Because you've been to the NFC Championship game two years in a row. Great young head coach. I will give him that. But he don't make good decisions. Mm. You're looking at the greatest of all time on the other sideline. And you kick the field goal. You sent out Mason Crossbar to go out there and kick a field goal? To get it to 26? And you think Tom Brady, who's been to nine Super Bowls prior to this game, who has six (laughs) Super Bowl championships, you thought that he was going to give you a chance to get that ball back. And what did Tom Brady do? What did that Bucs offense do? They got there and gutted you (laughs) with your three timeouts that you had left. Crazy. You never touched it again. And therefore, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers get to the NFC Championship game, second year on a row, and they go home. For the Green Bay, for the Green Bay Packer faithful, I want to say this to you. It should hurt. Mm. For the Green Bay Packer faithful and those who may love Aaron Rodgers and who are diehard Green Bay Packer fans, you should be squeamish. Because you want to know why? You ain't going back no time soon. Mm. This is why I say that. When your head coach doesn't let your MVP, because Aaron Rodgers going to MVP this year. When you don't let him go out there and let him decide that game, you cannot recover from that in the locker room. Those players know it. Those players like Devontae Adams, those that defense, those even your coordinators know, like, bro, you blew an opportunity to put all the game marbles and chips in the hands of A-Rod. You live and we die, but what happens with that fourth down? But instead, y'all all on the sideline with your coats on. That's and he twi- did it twice. Yeah, yeah. He did it two times. Yeah, and, and, you let, and you let Brady run out the clock, and now he's going to another Super Bowl. So, Black, what are your thoughts on Matt LeFleur? He got down there twice, D, and settled for two field goals. 
twice they were in the red zone and settled for two field goals. Yeah. But most importantly, the one. And I'm looking at I'm like, bro, you on the four-yard line. You're on the four-yard line. You got the quote-unquote MVP at quarterback. Aaron Rodgers can score from the four-yard line. Give him another chance. Give him another shot. Like, this just bothers me, man. LaFour, and, and I agree with Fred. It's time for you. You have to go. His job should you be reviewed. You have to reviewed. go. And, and I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers' post-game. Uh, oh, boy. Post-conference oh game. Oh, boy. And he's saying, I don't know what the future holds. Oh, boy. It's a reason why he's saying that. Absolutely. Because how you don't let, quote, unquote, one of the best quarterbacks he in is. this league. He is. In this league, make the decision on that football game. What do you have to lose? Put it in his hands. What do you have? To, you've done everything you needed to do in the regular season. This is for a trip to the Super Bowl. On the four-yard you line. You unload the clip. On the four-yard line. Everything that you got on that pad and you looking and covering your mouth, you should have been calling it to get it done. But you hold Aaron Rodgers back for making the place that he needs to make. Right. And then you send out your field goal cook, your field goal kicker, Mason Crosby. <laughs> Mason Crossbar. <laughs> to kick two field goals. And then most importantly, the last field goal you get, I was like, this game's over with. I it's turned over. the channel. It's over. <laughs> I turned it. It's over. It's over. Because you know what Brady did when he got the ball back? Uh, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, okay. Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski, ball game, game, ball game. Ball game. <laughs> we see it so much from Brady over the years and people. 20 plus years. People continue to make idiotic decisions. When it comes to Tom Brady, I'm really starting to feel like they, these guys are getting paid to make these stupid decisions. Because <laughs> we see year in and year out with Tom Brady, when it, when it's, when the games is on the line with two minutes left, you don't let that man get the ball back. Because you already know what's going to happen. So Matt LaFleur made the decision, oh, we're going to kick this field goal. I believe in my defense who've been getting gutted the whole football game. You believe in that defense who've been getting gutted the whole game? I guess no. He, I guess he thought they had a little momentum. I guess he thought they had a mo- little momentum. Because for what it was worth, they picked Brady off three times. They did, D, but they held him to three. They held him to three points in the second half. So I'm not, I'm not giving him a pass, Black. Don't give, I'm not. I'm not giving him a pass for this. I'm not. But I can see the logic. The defense only gave up three points, and they picked Brady three times. Now, for what it was worth, you can say what you want, but two of those interceptions were a miscommunication on the wide receiver. And you know what they got off the three picks, D? Six points. Yeah. Six points. Yeah. Yeah. You don't put that game in a decision. You don't put that football game in the hand of a defense who was getting torched the whole game. I'm sorry. I know Aaron Rodgers threw his picks in the second half, but the first half, he torched that defense. Defense didn't look good all night until Brady throwed those picks, which was balls that was overthrown. One ball, he was being pressured, and he just put it up there, and it got picked off. And then the other one, I can't remember how that one went. But yeah. at the same time, you you got the best play on NBA, I mean, on Green Bay's team. You leave that, you let that ball be in his hand and let him make the decision. Cause you know, you know what uh, the coach was going to do on, on Tampa Bay side. What what they were going to do? Let let Tom Brady make the decision. Yeah, and, 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 and he needs to be he something needs to be said about what Matt Lafleur did. He they lost this football game. They did lose, and he's the big reason for his decision making when it counted. Let's call it what it is, and we're going to get to Brady and the Bucks in a second. But let's call it what it is with the Green Bay Packers. 
It's two things. Matt LaFleur, bad decision making. Matt LaFleur did not put it, did not give his team the chance to overcome the hurdle. If it was fourth down to four, we don't know if the Packers would have scored or not. They're multi-talented. They had weapons all over the field. Mm-hmm. And they got one of the greatest quarterbacks to sling the football out there. We don't know what could have happened. But let me tell you something what this come down to for me. Aaron Rodgers did not make the big plays when he needed to make them. Mm-hmm. You cannot go down 21-10 to 10 at home in the first half to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You cannot. When the Green Bay Packers... We're down 21 to 10. I said to myself, they're going to make a run. They're too talented to not make a run, but this game is over. People around me were saying, nah, man, nah, Rodgers, Rodgers. I said, look, man, I done seen this way too many times. Tom Brady is out there playing chess. Y'all playing checkers. The game of football, that game was over for Tom Brady in the first half. Tom Brady knew what he was doing to get that W. Mm-hmm. Green Bay made they run, but Matt LaFleur, and, t- and uh, Aaron Rodgers, they didn't get it done. The opportunities to get it done, Aaron Rodgers forcing balls to Devontae Adams, not going to work. Matt LaFleur letting Mason crossbar kick two field goals, not going to work. Mm. And therefore, you got sent home. And therefore, you lost back-to-back NFC Championship game. And therefore, that team is going to look a lot different. Because guess what, Black? In the Green Bay Packers organization, it's a lot of free agents. Almost half the starters on that team are in the final year or are done with their contract as of yesterday. Mm. Aaron Rodgers knows that, and that's why he spoke like he spoke yesterday. Now, Black, not going to speculate right now because we'll have plenty of time to do that. But I will say this, Black. I have a very, 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 very shallow feeling in my stomach that Aaron Rodgers played his last game as a Green Bay Packer yesterday. Mm. And maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe I'm right. But we'll talk about that in the future because we all know Aaron is a tough competitor mm-hmm. and he doesn't take losing well. But I ain't never heard him like that yesterday. Even after the loss to San Francisco last year, he didn't sound like that. He was still intrigued to get back and give it another shot. But when the ball game was settled like it was yesterday, fourth down, fourth to go, fourth on the four-yard line, two minutes to go for a trip to the Super Bowl and it's handled like it's a week three preseason game. Mm-hmm. That ain't going to sit well with 12. Mm-mm. And we'll see what happens. Let's shift to the 10 Bay Buccaneers, man. By God. <laughs> By God, Black. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. <laughs> is going to his 10th Super Bowl, my guy. Let me set the table for you, Black. Let me put the, let me put the dishes on the table. And then, my boy, I want you to go to work on that plate, my boy. This man. This man is in the first year with a brand new team in the pandemic. No preseason, no training camp, no minute camp, just Zoom calls and meeting up at your local kid's playground to throw passes in the offseason. Brand new head coach and Bruce Arians, brand new offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. This man has been in New England for the last 20 years. And he came down to the Suckineers, my boy. Because that's what they're called. Not anymore, but that's what they were called. And what does Tommy do? Tommy rallied up the troops. He said, go get Gronk. Go get AB. 
Give us this whole regular season and get right, and we're going to get the way we want to be. I didn't even recognize the Buccaneers in these playoffs. They look like the best team in football besides the Chiefs in these playoffs. Three road wins, Black. They went on the road three times. No home games. Are you kidding? And now the greatest football player and possibly the greatest athlete in American sports history. Is going to his 10th Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, who haven't been there since I was in the sixth grade. <laughs> Black, I have some uplifting words for Thomas Edward Brady, but I'm going to say that. I'm going to let you give your sentiments, please, Black. What are your thoughts on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers going to the Super Bowl in their home stadium the first time? Black. This has never happened in NFL history. And you mean to tell me that Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. comes from New England to Tampa and in one year he's doing it? Mm. Talk to me, Black. Jesus Christ. Well, first of all, I just want to say this to one particular person. Mm. Bill Belichick, you're an ass. You're an ass. This guy, if I'm you, I'm sitting on my couch watching this football game and I'm on my knees rooting for the Green Bay Packers so hard. <laughs> I know you were. I just, I know this what you was doing. Ooh. If I'm the owner of that team, I'm looking at you like, what have you done? What, what have, have you done? done? It's, it's, two playing, it's two players in sports. In sports. That always prove their points when they're doubted. Talk about it. And that's Tom Brady. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. And LeBron James. LeBron Raymond James. Son of Gloria James. And one thing you don't do is put all your cards and think they're going to lose, but that they're going to win. And that's what we seen yesterday. Not only are they the first team to host the Super Bowl at their home place, but they're the first team since the New York football giants to win three straight road games. Incredible. Incredible. And they played their worst game, the wild card game. Incredible. They got better every game. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. You usually get better during the regular season, but they got better in the playoff. Clicking. It was the reason why Tom Brady picked the Buccaneers. For sure. It was the reason For why sure. Tom Brady knew what was over there. For sure. Tom Brady knew, because when we were calling them the Suckaneers, do you know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a top five defense? For sure. When they were the Suckaneers? For sure. Do you know the Suckaneers had two of the two of the top receivers in the NFL who don't get a lot of respect in Chris Godwin and Mike Evans? For sure. And then Tom Brady just said, "You know what? Let's add to this." Like you just said, "Come on, Grant, let's 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 get this thing another go." And let's show them we can get reigns without Bill Belichick. Craziness. Not the New England Patriots without Bill Belichick. <laughs> Cuz that's who it's about. Crazy, man. It's crazy, man. You know, and if I was, it, it, and you want to know one thing, if I was Tom Brady, my first text or my first phone call would have been to Bill Belichick and it would have went like this. I told you so. I told you so. I Black, just wanted to say hello and I told you so. But what you think Robert Kraft doing right now? Oh man, he's killing himself. <laughs> he's like literally Kraft taking a knife to his chest and sticking himself in the checks what you, for listening to Bill Belichick. What you think Mr. Crab had going on yesterday, my boy, when he seen Tom Brady hold up that NFC Championship trophy? Oh, yeah. Whatever whiskey was on the table, <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he killed it. 
killed yeah, it. Yeah. Whatever whiskey was on the table, but man. Yeah. We are seeing greatness before our eyes. Uh, yet again. Now, I'm going to say this, and I know we're going to get into a lot of conversations. So I don't need anybody to tell me about who's the greatest athlete of all time because I know D told me to cheer because we're going to have this conversation. We are. We are. I don't want to hear comparing to Tom Brady anymore. <clears throat> it's only one person you can compare to him in my eyes, and we're going to get into that. Whew. But Tom Brady is the best athlete of all time. This man is fit to get ready to turn 43 years old at the top of the year. I mean, later on this year. And we're sitting here. He's going to go to his 10th <clears throat> Super Bowl. This man has lost three Super Bowls. Three Super Bowls he has lost out of the 10. We have never seen it in sports, and we never will see it again in football. In my eyes, I don't think we will. Because he's setting the bar so high, and he's not done. No. He's not done. No. Like LeBron James, he spends so much money on his body. Yeah. To keep him doing what he at a, to keep him playing at a high level. Yeah. Brady may not have, have the strongest arm, may not uh, be able to move that well anymore, but he's smart. And like D said, y'all playing checkers, he's playing chess. Mm -hmm. And he picked the perfect team to get the job done, to get him to get him to another Super Bowl. Tampa Bay was the perfect team, and he got them there in their first year with a chance to go win a with a chance to go win a seventh Super Bowl. So my whole thing, congrats to Brady. You done an amazing job, man, with your career. You the GOAT. Yeah. But Bill Belichick, kill yourself. Oh my good. That's that's who all my energy is going to. Bill Belichick, kill yourself. Cause you bet it on yourself and didn't bet on Tom Brady. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And me and D was saying it and I feel so bad. We all said at the beginning of the year, man, Bill Belichick is a great coach. He's going to be able to keep this thing going. No, yeah, sir. Yeah. We were wrong. We were wrong. And I apologize, Tom. We were wrong. I apologize we were to wrong. you, sir, I do, right here on the sports desk. If you happen so to hear this, <laughs> I apologize from the heart because you proved me wrong yesterday. You proved me wrong. And I always had it in the back of my mind, man, Tom, Tom, is, Tom is always in those moments. If you let him sniff the playoffs again in, he's going to do he's going to do what it takes to get to a Super Bowl. And that's what we've seen from Tom in these three games. So shout out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on reaching the Super Bowl. No doubt. We'll, 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 we'll share more sentiments about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers um, in, in the future, preferably next week as we I talk about the matchup. The game. I'm sorry, bro. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I mean, it's it's well, that need that, that just need to be said. I'm sorry. The time you spent talking that that, that that's what need to be said because, like you said, Black. You know, we've never seen this before in football, and we'll never see it again. Now, you have a potential there with Pat Mahomes to do a lot of things special. You do. But he's in year four. We talk about a man who's in year 21. Mm -hmm. 21. So there's a lot of time for Pat Mahomes to show us what he got. But like you said, congratulations to Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. No and words for Bill Belichick? No. No, because Bill is somewhere drunk. Lying in a corner, tears rolling down his eyes, and, and he's praying to whatever God he prays to that the Kansas City Chiefs roll the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'm going to save uh, my Bill Belichick thoughts uh, a, a little later because okay. my man's having a rough time. He's got to okay. be right now. All right. He's got to be. He's got to be. 
All right, man. So, yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, NFC champions. That just says, sounds so wild even saying it, my boy. All right, let's go to the AFC title game. And, Black, I'm going to kick it off because I don't really have much to say. I'm going to say what I've been saying, Black. Now, I picked the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to make it to the Super Bowl. Ding, ding for your boy. But I also said the Buffalo Bills had a lot of potential here. Black was riding with the Buffalo Bills all year long. He wrote with that group. He thought they were good enough to do some special things. For what it's worth, they did, Black. They did a lot of special things. But Black, I told you two weeks ago, when we seen them take on the Indianapolis Colts, not good enough. They won. The next week, they took on Lamar Jackson and Baltimore Ravens, not good enough. They won. But they cashed their ticket to Arrowhead. <laughs> and you know what was waiting on them in Arrowhead? The greatest collection of offensive talent ever. Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, Hartman, Clyde Edward Hilaire, Andy Reid, <laughs> Bienemy, a collection, a collection of unstoppable talent, my boy. And I look at the game and I said, oh, look at this. The Buffalo Bills are up 10 to nothing, 9 to nothing. Harmon muffs a punt. Bills Mafia is hooting and hollering. Shout out to Westside Gun and Griselda. They was all on Twitter <laughs> hooting and hollering. Oh, we on our way. We on our way in black. I went out and I had to take something, take care of something at work. And I came back around the corner to the break room and it was 14 to 10, my boy. <laughs> and I'm looking around for somebody to tell me what happened. And you want to know what happened, Black? Them boys was out there. Patty Mahomes was out there cooking. Kelsey was cooking. Tyreek was cooking. Click, 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 click that offense did. Josh Allen was overwhelmed. Mm. Stephon Diggs, nothing. Nothing from nobody. Josh Allen was fighting for his life, but it wasn't good enough. It wasn't enough. Kansas City Chiefs, 38-24, advance. To their second straight Super Bowl. Beautiful performance on a hobble. Patrick Mahomes. And you can see Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes ain't 100%. He's not. You can see. But for somebody who won 100%. This man went 29 for 38. 325 yard passing. And three tubs. <laughs> and he's not 100%. Black. What do you got for your Buffalo Bills? Even though you picked the Chiefs to make it to the Super Bowl. I did. But what do you got for your Bills and the way they play, Black? Oh, man. Um, I thought the Bills would pay much, play much better than that with a, with a trip to go to the Super Bowl. But like you said, um, they did great They did great things, you know, to get to that point. But they just went to the arrowhead and faced, <laughs> faced a different type of monster, man. And if you ain't prepared for that, the right way, you're going to you you you're going to drown. You're gonna drown, and that's what happened, man. Like they came out, made big plays, went up nine to zero or whatever it was, and yeah. then the bottom just fell out. Yes, it did. And if we were giving away a game ball here at the sports desk, okay, let's you do know it. Who I'm going to give it to. Give who your game ball go to? The Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. Absolutely. Patrick Mahomes was hobbled, and you seen it every single play. This man did not get touched. Deep. Untouched. Yeah, he, he he. They wore white if pants. If he did yesterday. get touched, the cameras went away from him, and we didn't see it. I didn't see any grass stains on his pants. So I just want to <laughs> say kudos to the uh, Chiefs' offensive line for keeping Pat Mahomes upright, clean, and for him to do finish what he finished 
what he what he started in week four against the Buffalo Bills. You know what he said? Okay, you're going to double Tyreek. I'm just going to kill you with Kelsey. And did he ever? Kelsey had 10 catches in the first half. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Beautiful. And then you know what that means? Mm. Oh man, we can't we can't double Tyreek no more. Over the top. <laughs> Cross the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It's just per- it's it D, it's like you said, man, when you pick these this offense is very, very and I'm, I'm and, and I'm so mad I didn't pick them, but I just love the I just love the St. Louis Rams and uh, New England offense, but this offense is so potent. It's like pick your poison. It's dangerous, like man. you can't do anything if you blitz. If you blitz Pat Mahomes, you're finna die. A horrible death. A horrible death. Kansas City Chiefs played the perfect game offensively, yeah. defensively. The defense is getting better at the right time. Yeah, Tyron Matthew is leading those troops. And we seen it in this game. Great leader. Every every corner in that secondary was stuck to the Buffalo receivers like glue. Great leader. No one could get open. Diggs ain't do nothing. No one could get open for Buffalo. Mm. And that's and so shout out to Buffalo Bills defense, offensive line. You get the game ball for just showing for 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 showing us how amazing Pat Mahomes is. Pat Mahomes wasn't even phased. It's like he was just out there chilling, man. I don't even think the kid broke a sweat, and it was cold out there. <laughs> this is the first time in my life in a playoff game that I seen a quarterback with clean pants on. Not a grass stain on him. So Not a grass stain on him. I was I was big on Buffalo. They they did some good things this year. They improved from the year before. Great season. Shout out to them. But I hope this is a learning lesson for them. Yeah. And, and, I hope I hope they see that they have to get better to get on the same page as a Kansas City Chiefs. I hope they can add something more to that arsenal to help them get a little bit closer. But Josh Allen, you're up and coming. You, I believe you're going to do well. But that's just a different type of monster over there. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of teams that can't do anything with that. Look, it don't matter who the Kansas City Chiefs was playing; they was going to the Super Bowl. Thank you. That's what I was about to say. Look, it didn't matter who they were playing. I'm sorry. It don't matter who was the other team they were going to play. And like I told D when we was talking about this concussion thing, I said Pat Mahomes is playing this game. Yeah. You yeah. weren't going to keep him out this game. I don't care turf toe concussion. He was going to do enough to get on that football field, and that's what they did. And we seen the greatness of the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes uh, once again. Yeah, Turf Toe, G Herbo, Monte Crisco, it don't matter, my boy. Patrick Mahomes was going to be out there. And let's keep it real. The Kansas City Chiefs are far beyond better than anything in the AFC. There's not a team in my – look, I know you got Lamar. I know you got Buffalo. I know you got up-and-coming Miami. I know you got, you know, little Justin Herbert out there shining it with the char- – look, there's nobody close to these guys in the entire AFC. And I don't see a team barring the Miami Dolphins or the Cleveland Browns like just taking off, even making a threat, making a threat to these guys. I don't see a team. These boys are young. They're young. And they're going to stay together. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes' deal is team friendly. 
Kelsey has two more years left on his deal. Tyreek has three more years left on his deal. Pat Mahomes is there another nine years. Clyde's error or Hilaire is a rookie. Nikhil Harmer has one more year left on his deal. Like, like the offensive line is intact. Tyron Matthew is coming. I mean, bro, when have we seen this? A la the New England Patriots. As far as a team stand together. But look, the Patriots ain't never had this amount of talent together. Mm-mm. And I'm just very interested to see what they can do. Now, before we talk about what's going to happen in their future, they got big business on February the 7th at 6.30 on CBS. And we're going to get to that game. But let me tell you something. The NFL got to be grinning from ear to ear to have Tom Brady. Mm. Patrick Mahomes, the Bucs and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You could not ask for a better matchup. If Green Bay would have made it, people wouldn't have been upset. They'd probably be like, okay, cool, we get to see Rodgers do it. But no, 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 no. When Tom Brady went to the NFC, when he went to the NFC, the NFL weeped. They cried. And you want to know why? Because they had a potential to get Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. and Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And by God, do they have it? Do they have it? So, yeah, man, February 7th, 6.30, CBS is the Super Bowl. We're going to be breaking down this game. We're not going to give our predictions now. We're going to talk a whole lot, whole lot leading up uh, to this game, man. But congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are in the Super Bowl. And man, I know I'm speaking for everybody who loves football and sports in general. Hmm. We're all excited yes, for sir. this matchup, and we will be locked in for this. So looking forward to talking more about the Super Bowl uh, in the coming weeks here at the Sports Desk. All right, Black, let's talk a little bit about the home team. <laughs> The Jacksonville Jaguars made some moves. Now, we're going to be covering this story very, very closely. We got a new OC. We got a new DC. And we got a general manager, Black. New offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel. New defensive coordinator, Joe Cullen. And new general manager, Trent Balky. Okay, all hand-picked with Urban Meyer. Black, what do you think about these coordinators that are going to be up on the Urban Meyer to help the Jaguars get on track? Um... I don't know. I, I I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if if Belky was handpicked. He was already in the organization. Yeah, he was. And just he got, was. And just he moved got, up. Yeah, and just got promoted. But your boy GM. has something to do with it now. Yeah. So, uh, I'm 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 cool with that one. If you look at his track record, uh, he ended before he left San Fran. He went to uh, if I'm not mistaken, two or three straight NFC championships with a, a Super Bowl appearance. Who's this? Uh, the GM. Oh yeah, he was in San Fran uh, when they the last time they went right. to the Super Bowl. So I mean, well, not the last time because they just went last, last year. year. But he was there the first time they went to the Super Bowl, and right. the Harbaugh brothers played each other. So he was the GM then. So uh, he's done some great. He's done some great things in San Fran. So hopefully he can uh, he can bring that to Jacksonville, especially with Urban Meyer, because I still believe in my head a lot of these decisions are going to be made by Urban Meyer. Yeah. If uh, so. Um, I pretty I think that's a pretty decent hire for the GM and then uh the offensive coordinator. <clears throat> I think it was the best you can get at the moment. Yeah, Darrell Bevel. This guy was wanted by a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. He was wanted by a lot of teams because of his he's he's a smart offensive coordinator. 
He's a run first guy. Every, the run sets up everything. Mm-hmm. With having a running back that we're up and coming in James Robinson, I could I, I could see that being I could see that working and then having that blue eyed angel. Mm. He's going to get the ball down the field to set up everything and then that's uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to relate to that because that's a lot of what they did at Clemson. Clemson. Set everything up with Travis Etienne and then get the ball down the field. So I, I believe they hit a they hit. I, I'm not going to say home run, but this is the best hire they could have got at that moment as an offensive coordinator. D coordinator, very well uh, respected guy yep. in Baltimore. Yep. And one of the best defenses aligned in football last year was the Baltimore Ravens. Absolutely. So uh, he's finally getting his shot and. Urban Meyer must see something in this guy. Yeah. Or they had a, some type of relationship. So I'm thinking that this could be a uh could be a good thing. And then with the defense that he's run, I mean he he runs, you're going to get a lot of people who were playing out of place in Jacksonville, Josh Allen and uh Chason, who are going to be able to be comfortable in that uh three four uh defense now with with the new defensive coordinator. So I'm I'm excited about what Urban Meyer is doing. I believe he's putting together a, a good coaching staff with everyone that he's assembling. I'm just ready. I'm ready to see the work, see the draft, and see what uh, see what happens as we get ready to go into uh, the new football season with the Jaguars. I'm keeping a close eye because I know he still got a little more pieces to doing it. Oh, he and he brought on one of the younger Schottenheimer brothers to be special teams coach mm-hmm. uh, from Seattle. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was another good hire as well. So uh, I like what I'm seeing so far. Uh, D from uh, Urban Meyer. He's putting together a good staff. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I'm kind of with Freddie Briggs. I don't really care who he bring in. You got sunshine on his way. <laughs> Urban Meyer is already here. I, I, it really don't. It really don't matter. I like Bevel. He got great history with the Seahawks. And like you said, he was with Russ. Um, once Russ started to get the cuffs taken off of him when he was coming out of his rookie in his second year. So I like what he did when he was in Seattle as well. Um, of course, uh, Joe Cullen, that defensive line in Baltimore has been ferocious under his leadership. And if you can teach that mentality to those guys and create that kind of product, I'm excited to have you. And Trip Balky, you know, he's been climbing and climbing and climbing, trying to get his opportunity, and he finally got his. And that San Francisco 49ers roster was really good uh, when he was there in San Francisco when they went to the Super Bowl a few years back against the Ravens. So you got some credible pieces, but under Urban Meyer's leadership, um, I'm just excited to see how it goes. So no complaints. Um, I'm just ready to get this draft going, get this free agency <laughs> going, and, and see what we can uh, piece together. All right, Black, real quick, Deshaun Watson, man. Deshaun Watson, apparently word is getting out that he is making it known that he indeed wants out. Now, we haven't received anything formally from Watson or his team, but all reports are indicating um, that he is definitely not returning to the Houston Texans. But oddly enough, his uh, choices and teams have, quote unquote, leaked out. And at the top of the list uh, is the New York football Jets, followed by the Miami Dolphins. Now, let's start there, Black. When you saw that, when you saw that the Jets were his uh, top requests and not the Bears or the 49ers teams who are already equipped to go ahead and do something, what did you think about that, Black? Uh, I kind of was surprised, D. You know why? That, that Robert, coach. Robert, that coach. I think that was one of the reasons he would when we had rumors of him maybe going to San Francisco. I believe him and you know him and uh, Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Is that I'm saying his name right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe those two were the reasons that he would have looked at San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But Robert Sala's got the job with the Jets, mm-hmm. so I could see I could see that uh, 
being a reason why he had them at the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jets, just quarterback play was horrid this year. Uh, they quarterback <laughs> Sam Darnold. I don't know what it is with Sam Darnold, but quarterback play was horrid. And if you put Deshaun Watson over there with an energetic Robert uh, Charlie and uh, that defense, which is which isn't terrible. They're not you terrible. Know, they're not. They're not a terrible defense. They're a gritty, tough defense. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then with Robert Charlotte being the a defensive coordinator, he's going to. He, they're going to be even better, I think. So mm-hmm. I could see why Deshaun wanted to go there. And uh, the second team was was the Dolphins. I think I for me, that's the home run for me. You know, if you home go run? to Miami. With with their with their young weapons on the outside and and, and Parker and uh, the other receivers they have top ten pick this year and then a top five defense this year um, and then we don't know what Miami thing is with Tua with him so I don't you give up two and then bring Deshaun in and give up that pick that you got in the mm-hmm. top five so I don't know I think but if I had to pick a team that he would be on I would like to see him in Miami because Miami. Won 10 games this year and didn't make the playoffs. So, I would like to see him in Miami, but I'm not surprised by the Jets uh, at all. Yeah, I don't want to see him either. I don't want to see him in the, with the Jets. I don't want to see him with the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins got a good thing going, but I like Tua. And I don't think Tua was given a fair shake. I, I get the conversation of sparking the offense and different stuff. Like I, I can't understand that. You bring in Fitzmagic to kind of spark the team, but Tua didn't play bad. Tua did not play bad this year. He didn't. And he was yanked around and he kept his composure. He had a good attitude. And I don't know why the meter on Tua is like going down. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I don't want to see Deshaun. I want to see Deshaun with the San Francisco 49ers. That's what I want to see. That run game, those receivers, that defense. I want to see him with that because the San Francisco 49ers can be in the Super Bowl next year. Mm-hmm. With the talent like Deshaun was. And Kyle Shanahan is a home run hit. Home run. He has revitalized and re-energized that 49ers organization. The Chicago Bears is another team. Look at the putrid offense that Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky put out there with the Chicago Bears. And they still made the playoffs. That defense ain't bad. Mm-mm. That defense was top 10 this year, and that offense got pieces. Yeah, they do. You put, some, you put Deshaun around that, they can do something. They can take over the NFC North if Deshaun is a quarterback of the Chicago Bears. So I understand preference, and I know it's, Deshaun is big on Sali, the new head coach uh, for the Jets, but I'm looking around. The Jets ain't going to be nothing but the Texans all over again. Mm. What, what's, the, what's around them offensively? What? Who? Name it. Who? What was it? Montgomery? <laughs> Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I I see what you're saying by that. And then I and and, and it's kind of odd that it's kind of odd that the Jets the, been the pick because he I guess he's been spending like the last two weeks since he came from vacation in New York for right. some reason. So I seen that. So it's it's kind of odd that the Jets are the the top team, but. I think it's just the coach, man. I think I, it's, I, I think you. I think it got a lot to do with the coach, and <laughs> I got you. I be, the Jets got a number two pick here. The Jets got a number two pick, which they probably would have to give up if to, to get, get Deshaun. The, to get Deshaun. But like like you say, the, I, we don't know how good the pieces is that they have on offense because Sam Donald was so horrible. Was so horrible. So I don't. I, got I, you. I, I, I'm, I understand. I'm, 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 I'm not sure they 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 run game wasn't the best. 
uh, Jay Crowder did everything he could. And then they had this young receiver, Mims, from out of Bell, the rookie, who couldn't stay healthy, you know, who was a top 20 pick in, 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 in the NFL draft. So I don't know, man, just just with the presence of Deshaun and that coach, I believe I, I, I think the Jets would be a little better than what they were. This year, I'm not going to sit here and say they the they the Houston Texans because that's done over there. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't see no hope for them. But if you get Deshaun on the Jets, I believe it's a little hope there. I guess we'll see. A little hope and winning is two different things. Yeah. <laughs> Deshaun is going into his fifth season. And he wants to win. And he wants to win, and he is entering his prime as a quarterback in the National Football League. He's tasted the playoffs on two occasions out of his four years in the league. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to wrap my head around a New York Jets uh, 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 situation. I mean, do you want to help build up a, a winner in the Jets? I can respect that. But I got a good feeling if Kyle Shanahan gives him a call, that Kyle Shanahan can get him to the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. That's just a preference for me. I, I think Deshaun would look good in that in that uh, red and that gold. I just think that he would. And he was going, he gonna go to a competitive division in the NFC West that is winnable. We mm-hmm. don't know what the Seahawks are gonna look like. They're losing a lot. Mm-hmm. And they're in their front office and their coaches on the sideline. They're losing a lot. And then you got the uh the Rams and reports have came out that Sean McVay and Jared Goff ain't seeing eye to eye. Yeah. Be and thin. then you got a scrappy Cardinals team who's gonna be around. Gonna get better. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, we're gonna be following this Deshaun Watson story. I think he'll be traded by the draft. I think well before the draft, he'll be traded to his next destination, and we'll see, you know, what's going on uh, with that. But I can see definitely the Jets and the Dolphins with their draft picks, and Houston needs help. They need cap help. They need draft help. They just plain old need help. And I feel boy. like this, man. If you get, if you're trying to reach out to your franchise player and he ain't answering the phone, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's over. Can't it's nobody reach him. It's like, Can't nobody reach him. You need to let it go. You need, just need to let it go. Yeah. All right, man. We're going to transition out of the National Football League. Like I said, me and Black will be giving more coverage leading up into the Super Bowl, uh, Rams and Chiefs. But Black, let's go ahead and transition over into the UFC, my man. I think we're going into the UFC. I think so. Trying to get over to the UFC. Well, I was going to play my little music here. Yo, but, check it. Okay, Call it's going to come on. Tell that motherfucker to bring me some <laughs> motherfucking weed from no, the hospital. No, fuck that. Tell that reporter to go pick up 10,000 from Dez and go no, take about like 20 no, G's from Dino. No, Tell that motherfucker to get this nigga next door. I'm out of here. That nigga be snoring all night. I can't sleep. And all that big fucking motherfucking love here come suck my dick. Some recovery of the nurses is loving me, saying Gangsta, the best part Gangsta. of the day is my half. Feeding me breakfast and giving oh. me a sponge bath. Oh, black, 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 black. Man, it was black. so good to hear that music the other night. It was, man. <laughs> It was, it was, it, it's still good to hear it, man, because, you know, we're still fans, even though the outcome wasn't what we wanted, but let's get into it, Black UFC 257, the return of the notorious one, Conor McGregor did not go well, Conor McGregor took a TKO loss in the second round to Dustin the Diamond Poirier, the number two lightweight in the world, Black, let's start right there. McGregor Poirier leading up to that fight, man. I mean, Connor just sounded so good. He sounded confident. He looked good. 
Everything seemed like it was just going so well. But then we got in the cage and it was time to start fighting, Black. And Black, what did you see? Because I saw something. What did you see in, in, in McGregor as him and Dustin squared off? He just looked, he just looked, and I had malfunctions, so uh, mm. we're watching the fight, but he just looked kind of rusty to me. You know, he had been out of the ring for so long, and um, it didn't look, he didn't look how he looked when he, when he was fighting. Um, I can't even think of his name, man. Uh, he didn't, he didn't look like himself because he looked a little rusty to me. He came out kind of slow. Um, but, I just I'm I'm still kind of bothered by the loss. It's still kind of <laughs> bothering me today. I know I need to get over it. <laughs> right. But I just hate to see Connor lose, man, because I'm such a big fan of his, yes. man. But um Poirier, Dustin Poirier put on a perfect game plan against Connor, man. Yes. He put on a perfect game game plan with especially with those leg kicks and bonding bothering Connor. So and 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 then he put pressure on the man. Them punches just <laughs> just got him just got him out of there. I I was I was shocked when I text D. I'm like D, what happened, man? What happened? He was like, bro, Connor got knocked out. <laughs> I was like, oh no, man. And then when I went back and seen it, my it didn't start work when 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 my when the thing when the stream did work. I seen Connor lay flat, man. I was like, oh man, yeah, my boy didn't lost. So shout out to Poye, man. They they did they they did they thing with Connor, man. I just think Connor needs to stay active, man. He got to get active. He that was a whole year. A yes. whole year out of the ring, you know. Yes. So I think that played a big part in in uh in McGregor, you know, losing this fight as well. Yeah, I I, I immediately uh, saw a different McGregor uh in the cage. Connor is a counter striker. He is not a pressure pusher fighter. And when the bell rang, he ran towards Poirier and had Poirier on his back leg. And I noticed that right away. I said, what is he doing? Connor lets the action come to him. And he's a counter striker. And Connor was pushing the pace. I said, well, maybe he's active. Maybe he's fidgety. But he stayed on that. And Poirier got the ugliest takedown I ever seen in UFC history on Connor McGregor in the first round. And I was like, this is exactly what I said when Poirier took Connor. I said, ugh. Connor went down to that? And I said, man, I ain't... ain't." I want. I ain't get the energy from McGregor. Mm. I didn't, it, it just. It, it just seemed off a little bit. Like Connor was really weighing heavy in the fight. I just. It, it just didn't look right. And shout out to Poirier and his team for outsmarting Conor McGregor and his team. When Conor McGregor fought Nate Diaz the second time, the way he kept Nate Diaz away was leg kicks. Connor ate his leg up. And that took away the chances for Nate to take him down and submit him and kept the fight on the feet and was a boxing match, which McGregor prevailed. And Dustin Poirier did that to Conor McGregor, and I don't understand why McGregor's team didn't notice that. There's a difference between thigh kicks and there's a difference between calf kicks. When that calf gets ate up, I've had a a, a strained calf before. And look, you can barely walk. It feels like your leg is on fire, and it feels like the bottom of your feet, like it's a, like it's asleep, and, and and you can't put enough pressure on it because it just hurts because all the pressure from the calf muscle. And McGregor's leg was done after two mm-hmm. minutes into the first round, and then we get to the second round, and it's like the boxing Connor couldn't box. Poirier was in the flow, and he just started throwing them combos, man, and he caught Connor. Several times hurt him bad, put him down, ball game. That's the end. 
I'm a big McGregor fan. As soon as McGregor lose, everybody come texting. Everybody come calling. Everybody blow your boy, your boy, your boy. Cool. See, to me, there's a difference with MMA losing and boxing losing. In the world of boxing, you have two fists. That's it. In the world of MMA, you can get choked out. You can be put in the arm bar. You could be put in the crucifix. You can get knocked out. A foot to your mouth. It's several scenarios in MMA. That's why when you get into the greatest of all time in MMA, when you put John Jones up there, because he has no losses. That's hard to do in mixed martial arts. Everyone else has a loss, and I ain't even talking about Khabib. <laughs> and we'll get into that in a second. But... Connor has a very great record in the UFC. And somebody asked me, oh, you still think he's one of the greatest of all time? Of course, he's 22 and 5. This was his, this was his 28th fight. And he got knocked down in his 28th fight. That's remarkable. Two-time simultaneous division champion. Conor McGregor is still a mega draw. Dustin Poirier is a great fighter. Yes, he is. A lot of people are talking like Dustin Poirier isn't any good. Like he walked in like Donna Cerrone did. Donna Cerrone was lunch meat. Well, Conor McGregor fought him, and he's been lunch meat ever since. Dustin Poirier has won six out of the last seven fights. Former interim world champion. Only lost to Khabib Nurmagomedov. So, pump your brakes, everybody. Conor just got... I think Conor got a taste of what... I think Conor needed this, Black. I don't condone losing, but I think he needed this. I think Conor needed to get outclassed, outworked, and whooped. I think he needed it. Because now we're going to see if Conor's heart is still in it. Conor McGregor don't need to fight, Black. He, he got all the money he can make. He's straight for life. Mm -hmm. But he's doing this because of the love of the sport, and I think he needed this, Black. So I think Conor is good. I think Conor's still in the mix of the, of the title hunt. But Dustin Poirier, he deserves the next crack at the title right oh, now. Well, he should be the champ right now. He should be the champ right now because Khabib is retired, and Dana White is catering to Khabib because mm -hmm. he's retired. So that fight should have been for the title. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't. So we'll see what they do then. Black, any final thoughts on McGregor and Poirier? Yeah, man, just want to shout out Poirier, man. I was like, I was telling people, I told a few coworkers of mine, I was telling them, I was like, look, man, if Poirier was fighting somebody else, I'm a fan too mm -hmm. of Poirier. But if he was just fighting Conor McGregor. You know, I love Conor. So, but Poirier, man, he's just been on the roll, man. Yeah. And I was looking at the uh the post fight after, and he and and I agree with I agree with Poirier. I shouldn't have to fight no Michael Chandler. I agree. He, he beat the dude that I that I stopped. Yeah, just beat him. So and I just beat him. So why should I have to fight Michael Chandler for a belt? Right. Like I should be the champ. Right. You know that belt should be around my waist, which is true. Like and and Dana and them just holding up the the division division for for Khabib and it, it makes no sense to me if that was anybody else he wouldn't hold it up for any, for anybody else. So I think Poirier man put on a great performance. Shout out to him, man. Like he's showing why he has gotten better and better. In the UFC. Yes. You know, he's gotten, since that first loss to Conor, he's gotten better. A lot he's better. He's gotten better, a whole lot better. So, shout out to him again, man, on, on a big, big win. Like you said, D, I just want to see how Conor bounce, bounce back. I like Dustin, too. I, I, I really I really think, and I agree with something that uh, that Dana White said. He said, this is going to show if uh, if Conor is hungry mm -hmm. or he just... He just he don't got it. He don't, you know, he don't the got fire. it. He got all. He don't got the fire no more. We we will see. So I think Connor should get back, right back in there, man. I don't know who it could be, Charles or Oliveira, whoever it may be, or they put in the ring with Connor, whoever it may be. I want to see him back. I don't want him to go out like this if he if he uh 
if he doesn't fight again, I don't want him to see him lose on his back like that. I hate that, but yeah. we've seen it before. We have. But uh, yeah, man, great, great fight, great game plan by Dustin Poirier and his team. Shout out to him, man. That should be your lightweight, you champion. know, champion right now. Yeah, I think the next fight for Conor McGregor should be Nate Diaz. This is the perfect time for Diaz McGregor three. They are one and one. Both are coming off losses. Nate coming off the loss of Masvidal. And, and Conor coming off the loss of Poirier. Make this fight at 155. It'll be entertaining. The winner gets back on track. And the loser stays in the pits in the lightweight division. Nate has came out and said he wanted to get back to 155. I think this is a perfect match. I think the time is now. This is a main, this is a main event fight. You still can keep your main event status with McGregor and DS3. It's a fan favorite fight. Fans are going to be tuned in. I think Nate Diaz will pull back at that animal of Conor McGregor. I don't like the nice Conor McGregor. I'm going to tell you this right now. Although Dustin, he's a, Dustin's such a great fighter. I don't like that. But we was liking that when he fought Cerrone, though, because he was going through so much. Remember, we even spoke I agree. on it. I agree. You know? I agree. But I don't like it. Okay. I want my old McGregor back. <laughs> Talking that yak. Letting boys know you ain't it. Having that swag. That's why we love Mystic Mac. Mm-hmm. That's why we love him. Don't get me wrong. Of course, Connor's mature. He has two kids, one on the way, made a lot of money, successful businessman. Of course, you mature in life. But when it comes to the fight business, you got to stay like Floyd Mayweather stay, talking that yak. You got to stay that way. And hopefully, McGregor and Diaz can happen because Diaz going to pull it out. Diaz don't care nothing about what McGregor talking about. He going to pull it out. And I think that's just the next fight. So you, want, so you wouldn't be intrigued by another Poirier and him fighting at some point? At some point, but not right now. Right, not right now. Nope. Okay. Not you, right now. You think Poirier deserved his... Put the belt on Dustin Poirier. Okay. Put the okay. belt on him. Okay. That fight should have been for the championship. Khabib Nargamenov has said he's retired. Khabib Nargamenov met with Dana White and did not confirm that he was coming back. He wanted to be impressed by some of the lightweights. Now, if you're not impressed by Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler, then what's, the, what's, what's up? Because Michael Chandler went in there and cleaned up Dan Hooker. <laughs> yes, he did. And that don't happen to guys who come from other that's organizations. The first, time. first time he's ever been knocked out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The guys who come from other organizations, they usually lose in their UFC debut. Mm-hmm. You see Anthony Pettis, uh, uh, Benson Henderson. Like, guys, when they first come over, they lose their first fight because they got to get acclimated. Mm-hmm. Michael Chandler, uh, he cleaned that boy up. Yeah. And I think I think him being on Fight Island that first time with Khabib and uh Gaethje fought, yeah. I believe that helped him because he was here him. for like he went through a full camp and was able to be on Fight Island. Weight so I really everything. think I, yeah, and I really think that helped Michael Chandler against Dan Hooker. I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see, man. So um hopefully we get to see the notorious Conor McGregor back in the octagon soon. But real quick, man, before we move out of UFC. Look, man, I had a conversation with one of my dogs, man. Shout out RJ, man. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be done with it. You'll never hear me talk about Khabib Nagamendov's status ever again. I said this last week on the Sports Desk, and I said this after his last fight when he defeated Justin Gaethje um, to uh, retain this championship and then go on and retire. Khabib Nagamendov is not top 10 all time. In order to be a GOAT, you have to beat GOATish fighters. Now all y'all want to scream and say, "Oh, he beat Dustin Poirier." You just said that. Yeah, I know he beat Dustin, but I don't consider Dustin a top ten fighter. I don't consider Dustin Poirier anywhere near the goat status. When you are considered to goat, you fight in multiple divisions. When you are considered the goat, you are a champion in multiple divisions. As soon as Israel Adesanya beats Blackowitch, 
he will move in front of Khabib Nagamanov. As soon as John Jones gets a heavyweight title shot and wins his second title, he will cement, double cement his legacy as the greatest of all time. <laughs> George St. Pierre, top three fighter all time. Why? Because he has two championships in two different divisions. Amanda Nunes and Linus has two different titles right now. <laughs> Defending both. Defending both. <laughs> Khabib Nagamanov beat Justin Gaethje, who was not considered a goldish fighter. He beat Dustin Poirier, who was not considered a goldish fighter. Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson, who by God is barely in the UFC. Al Aquinta. There you go, Black <laughs> Man. Please, let's not forget. He defeated Al Aquinta to become the UFC lightweight champion. And it took him five rounds to do it. So y'all stop. And then RJ want to tell me, Khabib cleared out his division. Who was there? <laughs> he ain't fight Charles Oliveira. I ain't seen him fight him. Why he ain't fighting Oliveira? Ferguson. You beat Gaethje, you're cool. Gaethje is a very good fighter. Didn't never fight Ferguson, even though Ferguson lost. Yeah, but you never fought Tony Ferguson, who mm-hmm. ran the division for six years. Mm-hmm. Why you ain't go down and take that Max Holloway fight? When Max Holloway said he'll come down there and fight you, you thought we forgot about that, Khabib? When Max Holloway, before he fought uh, Dustin Poirier, he said he'll fight you at 55. Why we ain't get that? <laughs> so look, I'm done talking about him. The man is 29-0. He's a very good fighter. He is a UFC lightweight champion for now, but he is not a top 10 fighter all time, and he is nowhere near the GOAT. He is a mm-hmm. 10, he is a pound for pound active fighter. If he comes back and fight, I'll give him that. I'm not gonna disrespect the man like that, Black. <laughs> but I don't want to hear Khabib and GSP in the same sentence ever again. Or John Jones. Or Anderson Silva. Hell, I don't want to see Khabib argument up in BJ Penn's name <laughs> in the same <laughs> sentence. If you don't know who BJ Penn is, go look him up. Hmm. One of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Black, we got a big fight that was announced, man. Mm. The heavyweight champion is back. Mm. Steve Pabiotich versus my God, the nightmare, Francis Nganu. Now, for what it's worth, Steve got a win over this man. Yes, he do. This is Francis Ngannou's. five rounds. Yes. This is Francis Ngannou's uh, only loss in the UFC. To the world heavyweight champion, Stipe Miocic. But, Black, we've seen what this man, Francis Ngannou, has done over the past two years since his last time fighting the champ. Mm-hmm. And this fight is happening. It's UFC 259, I believe it is March the 10th. And Dana White has come out and said, as a matter of fact, the winner of this fight will face John Jones this summer for the heavyweight championship of the world. Now, Black, we'll have plenty of time to predict this fight and talk about all the things we need to talk about. But what are your initial thoughts on just the, the MMA world giving Ngano this championship before this fight against Miotic? They're giving it to him. Stipe, just be careful, man. <laughs> Stipe, just be careful. I feel like he's probably going to have to uh, replicate something he's, he did in the first fight by taking the big monster down because he took him down a whole lot in that fight and kept him on the ground. Got him tired, wore him out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need to see if, uh, well, I can't, dang, I'm forgetting his name. Ngannou? We got to see if Ngannou still got a tank or what he can do because he's been putting people to sleep in 30, 40 seconds. seconds. So it's, it's not been lasting long, but I think Correct. that's the only hope that Stipe has. If Stipe gets hit, hit he's going to sleep. He's going to sleep. Stipe didn't get hit in that first fight because Stipe kept him on the ground, tired him out. And if Stipe did get hit, it wasn't flush. You know, so I think he needs to do some of that again. But, man, this guy, 
<laughs> this guy is knocking people senseless. And um, we'll see what he do with the second shot. I love this fight. I think it's going to be fireworks. I really do. But um, I'm happy to see Stipe and... Uh, Francis Ngannou uh back in there fighting, man. This gonna be this is gonna be a good one. I really think we're gonna get a good one. And I really don't care who wins it. Uh I'm I ready care. to see. I know you I care, care, but uh I don't it don't, it don't matter who fights John Jones. I think John Jones is on the road to making gold history and becoming the greatest UFC fighter of all time when he gets this belt who from whoever wins this fight. I'll say this and I'll keep it short. If John, if, if Stipe Miotic beats Francis Ngannou, John Jones will be the new world heavyweight champion. He will be Stipe Miotic, and I think he'd do it very convincingly. But there's always a guy that you just don't want to fight, and this would be John Jones' first time looking across at a guy that he particularly does not want to be in the cage with, but he has to be in the cage with to make history. When you look at a guy like Francis Ngannou. This young man, he doesn't have a conscience. <laughs> this young man does not have a game plan. And when you fight fighters like that who don't have a game plan and don't have a conscience and their only main goal is to completely take your head off your shoulders, John Jones ain't never had to deal with that. John Jones is always the bigger man in the cage at six foot four. He probably walks in the cage on fight night at, at lightweight, probably around 230. Francis Nagano is getting in the cage at six foot six. 265 pounds of sheer granite rock. <laughs> this is the only fighter that is made out of vibranium in the UFC. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I'm looking forward to Miocic and Ngannou. I hope Ngannou wins that fight. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I hope he wins. Because the MMA world will be on fire at a buildup of Ngannou versus John Jones on two occasions. The first occasion is the the sheer fact that Ngannou can rip John Jones' head completely off his shoulders. Mm. And the second notion is John Jones will solidify and further cement his legacy as the greatest mixed martial artist to ever live. And that's what Dana White needs right now for the UFC. He needs Ngannou. He needs John Jones for the greatest of all time. Mm. I'm going to leave it there. All right, man, we're going to transition out of MMA. We're going to go to the National Basketball Association for a quick second. Look at the fight. LeBron James. LeBron James. You trash! You not hooping! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, oh. It's time. Once again. All right, Black, real quick, man. Let's stop by the National Basketball Association because we got to make one more stop before we get out of here. But let's get into it, baby. Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports. The L.A. Lakers and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the king. LeBron James. Let's get into a black. Let's get into the week of the Los Angeles Lakers, my man. Let's go back all the way to Monday. 
while I was a pissed off Los Angeles Lakers fan, as the Lakers were up 18 in the fourth quarter and let Steph Curry and the Warriors roll on back and steal a win in Los Angeles, 115 to 113. Let's go back to that game, Black. What did you see from the Lakers uh, in that game? Just, just uncharacteristically losing after being up 18 freaking points in the fourth quarter. You may not, you may not agree with me. I just think they was bored, man. I agree with you, hundred <laughs> percent. I just agree. 100%. I just, I just, I even turned the game because they didn't even look like themselves. They let, they, they let uh, the Warriors run them down. Steph Curry did his thing. Right. Um. What's my guy named the other guy? Ah, man, I'm killing names uh, Obrey? today. Obrey, uh, Kelly Obrey great. Ke- Kelly Obrey Jr. looked great. Like the Lakers just wasn't entertained. Um. So it's not much there for me. Uh. Still. Uh. Still doing our still doing our thing. So I just think I just think they got ahead in that game and uh, second half came. This just wasn't interesting anymore, D. It's not much that I really seen in that game that made me upset. Well, I, really, I know you probably got some things, but I just I just seen I just feel like they wasn't they were bored. You know, they <laughs> they wasn't intrigued. It was Martin Luther King. You know, so they just didn't show. They didn't show up and finish. They didn't. They didn't finish the game. I hate that they lost the lead. If that's one thing, I hate that they lost the lead the way they did. But I just don't think they were really intrigued and locked in on in that game. No, I agree. I agree. But I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. I hated how AD was non-aggressive. LeBron was out there showboating. You know, KCP, I mean, we missing layups, just disengaged. And then you let a wily team like the Warriors kind of sneak in there and get the win. I was rather pissed. And the thing about that, I hated it because we didn't have a game Tuesday or Wednesday. And we had to wait all the way to Thursday to get to Milwaukee. Mm. And when we got to Milwaukee, <laughs> I felt a whole lot better. Lakers mm. taking care of business, 113 to 106 mm. over the Milwaukee Bucks. Black. What did you see in that game? Because I know what I saw. Mm. What did you see in that game, Black? Uh, uh, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Yeah, LeBron uh, James. That's Le- what that's what you're LeBron supposed to do, man. James. On the on the team, see, they continue to put these players and these different teams on the same pedestal as the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm. And speak on it. The Lakers just have to go out there and prove themselves and show you. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Speak on it. They still not ready yet, and that's what we saw against the Milwaukee Bucks. Speak. LeBron James hit five threes uh, in this game, closed them out. Yes, sir. You know, shout out to my boy KCP. Yes, for getting sir. it done. KCP show up and play basketball. Yes, Montrez sir. Oh my guy, yes. down in the middle Speak doing on his. It, Black. Thanks. Speak on it. Make Cedric Flaw throw up somewhere. Speak you know, on I, it. I I just love when we play these top tier teams in the East, top tier teams in the West, because we lose to to the. And I know the Warriors are a great team, but they're not that good this year, so we get kind of bored with that. And then when it's time to show up against the good teams, that's what we do. Yeah. And that's what we did Thursday night against uh against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Giannis put Giannis in his place once again. You know, and uh, I just love what I'm seeing from LeBron when he play. We play in the games that matter. He's stepping up. First 30 point game of the season. Shout out to you, LeBron. I appreciate all the uh, all the hard work we're putting in here. <laughs> yeah, you know, on this on this long East Road trip that we on. Yeah, and it looks like we're going to continue to keep it going. Yeah, Lakers nine and zero on the road. Have yourself for the loss. We're on a seven game swing right now. Very impressed by them versus Milwaukee. LeBron, Anthony Davis. Um, Anthony Davis still struggled a little bit in this game versus Milwaukee, but this was LeBron's game. KCP, Caruso, uh, you know, we just looked really in sync on the perimeter, had excellent shooting. Look, Giannis, enjoy your contract. 
Enjoy your $250,000 million. Enjoy it, Giannis. Because, sir, as long as you got them pieces around you in Milwaukee, you won't be winning a thing, sir. You'll continue to go through this over and over and over again. Not really surprised. I picked the Lakers to win this game handily, and they did. Mm-hmm. We closed out the week on Friday night, on Saturday night, excuse me, against the, the, the Bulls. We went to AD's hometown. AD had been critical of him himself, Black. He had been critical, saying he ain't been playing well. He hadn't been aggressive. And what a trip. What, oh, man. what would a trip going home do you? Mm. 37 points, 10 boards, 4 blocks by Anthony Davis. Lakers roll over the lowly Chicago Bulls. LeBron was out here tap dancing on the scores table. I mean, just having a, a, a fantastic night. But Black, I want to ask you a more important question. Maybe you can answer this, Black. No one has been able to answer this for me, Black. I want to see if you got me. Like, why the Chicago Bulls got Kia prisms on the uh, hardwood, my boy? Why do they have little cars on the sideline? LeBron James almost went head first through the windshield of a Kia, my boy. Why do they have... I'm, I don't have no clue, bro. I, no one ain't been able to help me out. <laughs> I, I mean, no I know clue. they sponsored by Kia or whatever, but my God, y'all got a Kia prism right behind the, right behind the <laughs> basketball hoop. The king almost went head first. Oh, man. They got to clean it up. Like, what's your thoughts on the I Bulls? Think, you know what? I think, you know, LeBron used to be with Kia, you know, a sponsorship back a couple years ago. So okay. I think they kind of threw it out there to kind of see if LeBron would either meet it or go through it or something, you know, for messing up a deal with Kia. They better get them cars back. out of there for somebody to get hurt. <laughs> For somebody to get hurt, yeah, man. man. AD just he just went wild. And But one thing I seen from AD, even in the midst of them winning, and uh, they lost to the Warriors, and then he was, he was really critical of himself and how he's been playing. Yep. I love to see that from him. Yeah, you know, uh, he he had, and he was right. He had been playing like he had been playing bad. Yeah. You know, he hadn't been himself. But uh, what a way to uh, knock the rust off going back home, man. Getting thirty seven points, man, and and that win against the Bulls. Great game. Yep, Lakers looking good. Still at the top of the National Basketball Association. Uh, I think the Lakers are. T- I think they, they tied. tied for the they best record with, with Philly. The, with, no, with cl- with the Clippers. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Well, the Lakers tied play tonight, so we'll we'll get that back. They yeah. they 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 play tonight, but uh, the Philadelphia 76ers are twelve and five, and the Bulls. Not the Bulls. Sorry, the Clippers and Lakers are great. Thirteen and four. Look at the Utah Jazz making a run. Huh? Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell must be doing something at twelve and four. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Let's get into the Brooklyn Nets, who are currently the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. Kyrie Irving made his return last week after his absence. Um, And their first game back was against Colin Sexton and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, Black, I have a quick stat for you. You might have already heard this. But going into that game versus the Nets, did you know, did you know, Black, that the Cleveland Cavaliers were the 30th offensive scoring team in the NBA Black, the 30th offensive scoring team in the National Basketball Association. And do you know what happened when they played the Brooklyn Nets? They scored 147 points in two overtime, and Colin Sexton was out here cooking Kyrie. 47 points for this young kid. Going berserk. Ain't no answer. Kevin Durant had that playing 40 minutes on an Achilles. Then they lose. And oh, by the way, Black. They faced him the night after that. Kevin Durant said, and they lost again. (laughs) (laughs) The Nets are 0-2 to the Cleveland Cavaliers? (laughs) The 30th offensive team in the NBA? 
Mm. Now, Black, we knew coming in, you give up your best defensive pieces on your team to get a talent like James Harden, you're going to suffer. But, Black, let me tell you one more stack, and I want you to go off on this one. Better than that, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. Black, <laughs> do you know how many points the Brooklyn Nets are giving up since the James Harden trade? Um, I'm not sure how many they are giving up. 141 points. Oh, man. 141. Black, what are your thoughts on the defenseless Brooklyn Nets? Well, I just want to say this, man. Mm. I just want to say this about Kyrie Irving. I'm sick of it. <laughs> you don't... You don't disappear for five or six games and come back and take more shots than Kevin Durant. Jesus. Jesus. You don't disappear after things been rolling for the Nets with James Harden and Kevin Durant and take more shots than James Harden. Who do you think you are? You know, if I was Steve Nash, you know what I would have said? Kyrie, come here, sir. There's a spot waiting for you on the bench. Oh, my God. Oh man. Then I believe the New Jersey Nets could have got some cooking against the Cleveland Cavaliers with him sitting on the bench. I don't know what's up with Kyrie Irving, but he needed to figure it the hell out. Mm. I don't know if he's trying to think he got something to prove to fit in with these guys, bro. Mm. Just play basketball. Yeah. You are not, you are not the guy who should be taking 28 shots. Mm-mm. You should not be the leading scorer on this basketball team. Nope. And you let young up and coming Colin Sexton give Ooh, you that wee. work. Ooh, he cooked that boy. <laughs> and not only that, the pieces that you gave up, you played them too. And they gave you that work. Big, what's the big silly name with the fro? Jared Allen. He was out here dunking on I mean, a, I mean everybody. Just yamming on them boys. <laughs> just yamming on them boys. <laughs> and I, I I was so happy to see him run back up court and just laugh. Laugh, you bums. You want to trade me? Okay. Yaka. <laughs> yeah. But they're horrid defensively. Terrible. I know they probably could score with the best of them because they got so sure. much talent. But they are horrid, D, and they will not win anything. They will not. I'm looking, I'm looking at teams like the Philadelphia 76ers who playing a good grand of basketball. They can score, they're scoring it. And they're playing great defensively on the Doc Rivers. Yes. Yes. But I got the New Jersey Nets over here that got three superstars and can't play a lick of defense. A lick. A lick. Horrible. 140 points a game. And then you lose to the same team on back-to-back nights. Like, come on, man. Mm -hmm. Come on. I don't understand it. Something needs to be figured out. Or they may not make it to a finals, D. I agree. I agree. Because if you let in the 31st team in the NBA and scoring, score Dead 145 last. points. Dead last. What do you think the top tier teams in the East are going to do to you? And they ain't played them yet. Yeah, you beat Milwaukee good, okay, but, okay, you, yeah. but Kyrie wasn't there. Yeah. But you know, if Kyrie did play in that game, I think you lose that game. Probably. Probably. I really don't believe Kyrie going to be able to buy in, D. I just believe, I just feel into my heart, he's not going to be able to buy in. I think he's really got this on his shoulder. I got to prove something. I got to show that I'm this and I'm that. No, you're not, sir. Out of the three, you're number three. Yes. It's Kevin Durant. Yes. James Harden and then Kyrie. Yes. Play your part, sir. Yes. 
You would have been on team where you would have been number two, but you wanted to get out of there. Yeah. You had a team where you was the man, but you wanted to get out of there. In the Boston Celtics, you would have been the man. Yeah. But then you wanted to go to Brooklyn and team with KD. But you're not the man. KD's the man. Yes, he is. And if and if, if something happens to KD, you know who's going to have the ball in their hands? James Harden. Yeah. Not you. So I just really feel like they have he has something to prove. I don't know if he's going to buy in D. I really believe Kyrie Irving will be the reason they will not reach an NBA Finals. Yeah, man. It's fun to watch them not play a lick of defense. I mean, they literally stand around. They literally stand. They don't have nobody at the rim. DeAndre Jordan, as big as he is, that joker is going to get embarrassed. When they go up against Anthony Davis, when they go up against Joel Embiid, Jokic, Jerkic, Wopich, Huoko, whoever they go up against, embarrassed. I'm looking, I'm watching, I watch both of these Cleveland, and you are right. Now, I put Kevin Durant, I'm putting you on, I'm putting you on the spot, sir. Mm. You got to look Kyrie Irving in the eye and say, mm. hey, mm. cut it out. The way you was clapping at Draymond Green. They give you that ball, you need to do that to Kyrie Irving. Kendrick Perkins, shout out Big Perk. He said something so well on first eight the other day. He said, have y'all just realized that Kyrie Irving is willing to not take a backseat to nobody? Mm. He didn't want to take a backseat to LeBron. He ain't taking a backseat to KD. He already told y'all, y'all don't, they don't need a head coach. And you think he going to let James Harden come in? James Harden took 12 shots. Despicable. Steve Nash need to do something. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving, if he ain't going to buy him, trade him for defensive help. Mm. Trade him. I'm scared of Durant and Harden. I'm scared of them too. Because mm-hmm. I saw them for three games before Kyrie came in. I was like, man. <laughs> them brothers is feeding up each other and Harden got no problem deferring to Durant. That's what he been waiting on. Harden ain't want to be the man. He got the man talent, but he don't want to be the man. <laughs> Harden, I ain't never seen James Harden get a ball up. So, so he that ball that ball was like, here you go, KD. You do it. You do it, KD. You, you the man. Because <laughs> he know. <laughs> but what we get with Kyrie? Oh, mm. here come Kyrie. Kyrie Irving shooting the first 10, 15. He shot the first 10 of the 15 shots for the Nets. In the first game versus the Cavs, Kevin Durant over there standing over there like he Joe Harris ready to shoot from three. (laughs) Steve Nash? You got your hands full. Steve Nash? You better do something. You better do something because Mm -hmm. they got a stretch coming up where they do play Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And they do play Boston. And they get the Los Angeles Lakers Mm -hmm. in just a couple of weeks. They, and they got Portland coming up. They better do something. Because we're going to see. I can't wait till they face true bigs. Because they think DeAndre Jordan is the DeAndre Jordan that was with the Clippers. He mm-hmm. is not. He is not. He is a big body. He can no longer jump like he used to. His footwork is god awful. Jerry Allen was giving this man the business. <laughs> Kevin Durant got to shoot the ball 30 times. Mm. James Harden got to shoot the ball 25 times. Kyrie Irving, we don't need you to take 18 shots. Mm. And if I'm Steve Nash, I'm telling Kyrie Irving, if you take more than 18 shots, you're coming out. Mm. 
Joe Harris is not getting his shots. This is one of the better three-point shooters in the NBA, and his game is suffering. Seven points. Despicable. This man averaged 18 <laughs> points. Because Kyrie Irving coming back shooting everybody, and I don't want to bash on Kyrie, but this is just what we see. Yeah, that's it is what it is. This is what we see, man. This is what we see. So we'll see what happens with the Brooklyn Nets. A lot of fun watching them. Are right, we going to run down the conferences, man, and then we're going to transition to the WWE, and we're going to get out of here. Black, let's start with Eastern Conference, man. You got something for the Philadelphia 76ers, man, sitting at 12-5? and five? Man, um, I didn't watch the whole game, but I got to look in at the game against Boston, man, and I was wild. Yeah. I, I'm seeing Joel and B seem like he's taking that next step to me. I mean, it, it may be too early. No, he looks like know. it. I don't know. He looks, he looks like. It looked like it. He's, he's used that time to get better in the little bit of time they had off. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing it. Like, this man is, <laughs> is killing it. And then Boston mm-hmm. is one of the better teams. Like, and he, they had a field day with Boston on uh, that Friday night yep. on ESPN, man. And then. Uh, Doc Rivers using his young talent. This Moxie kid, uh, Maxi mm-hmm. from Kentucky. This kid coming in playing playing good basketball. Ben Simmons. It just seemed like Doc Rivers got everything working for Philly. It looks good. It looks good. Like I cannot wait to Wednesday night at seven thirty. Mm. The Los Angeles Lakers and the Philadelphia 76ers. Yes, sir. This is gonna be a, this is a big game for me because like I told game. you, dude, yeah. like I, the Lakers show up and play basketball against the, the top teams, and, and, and the Sixers are one of the top teams so far in the NBA. Yeah, they sitting Joel Embiid tonight. He's not playing tonight. Oh, yeah. I would too. Yeah, they go get him ready. I don't blame it. They I don't gonna, blame them. They want to get him ready for that. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> I'm looking forward to this game because Doc Rivers got these guys rolling. And I think it's gonna continue. I think I really think. The 76ers got they they figured something out with Embiid, Ben, and those Rose players. And shout out to Dwight for bringing that energy and that heart to Philly. That's what they needed. And he playing and he well. Taking, you know what he's doing? He's taking a lot of pressure off Embiid. He's playing well, man. He's taking a lot of pressure off Embiid, the things that Embiid really don't really need to worry about. Dwight right. is bringing that extra st- stuff to Philadelphia, the, the energy, the leadership. You know, once you got a person that's, that winner rings and then the, the resume of a Dwight Howard on that team, that take a lot of pressure off a big man. Yeah. And that's what it's doing for Embiid, and I love it. And then with the uh with with the with Curry, with Seth Curry, man, lighting it up. And man, they just they just doing their thing, man. I like Philly. And I seen a I seen a sighting from uh what's the what's what's Simmons. The, no, not Simmons, uh the other guy, the Ford. I always forget his name, D. Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris showed up. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. He was out here whamming on people. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Where has this guy been? Right. Doc River just, just making all the right moves with these guys and got them playing good basketball. And I cannot wait to Wednesday night when they play the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, they look really good. Philly looks really good. Look forward to seeing them versus Los Angeles Lakers. All right, man. So the East is pretty much the same as last week. Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, Indiana, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Atlanta, and New York. The shout out to the Knicks, man. Sitting mm. at the eighth seed. In the Eastern uh, Conference, the Western Conference, we got a first-place tie pretty much with the Clippers and the Lakers both sitting at 13-4, followed by the Jazz sitting at 12-4, followed by Portland, Denver, Memphis, John Moran is back, Phoenix, and San Antonio. You got Dallas and Golden State at 8-8. Eight and eight. Shout-out to the Houston Rockets still fighting, sitting at 6-9. and nine. They are two games out of the eighth seed, so the West is competing. And um, I don't know, man. I'm just going to say this about the Dallas Mavericks. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. Mm. I, I just don't see Luka getting better. 
I don't see Chris Stapps getting better. I don't see this team. I know they lost a lot. They lost a lot. They lost a lot. But look, you got two guys who were, well, Luka is a superstar. And you had Chris Stapps, who was like borderline superstar before he got hurt. And now he look like just a big, long, stretchy power forward out there. He just, I know he coming off injury. Maybe he getting his legs together. But I'm going to say this. The Dallas Mavericks are the most disappointing team in the NBA this year. Mm, I agree. I mean, look I at that. If you look, look, look at what John Morant and Memphis is doing. I know they got young players, but you mean to tell me Memphis is better than Dallas? I think that's a close call. San Antonio's still scrappy. I think that's a close call. But you got Dallas sitting at tenth mm. in the West, so we just gonna have to watch that, man. I, I know it's early. But Luca got to get it going. He do. He got to get it going. I, I, I kind of see what you were saying about him too, D. He looking kind of a little out of shape. Yeah, man. Like he just ain't like he ain't locked in how he was when he was in that bubble, man. Yeah, uh, man. He just something something got to happen with them. They they definitely got to make some moves when it's time to make some moves to get some get something. some help around there because they look horrible, they man. They better do you something. Know, they hadn't looked good since they put that whipping on. The clip was a, a couple weeks ago, so and I don't know what's 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 the deal with them, man. But yeah, I agree with you, man. Uh, him and Porzingis, they don't seem like it's working well, bro. They don't look good at all, bro. <laughs> they don't look good. All right, man. We're gonna transition out of the National Basketball Association. We're gonna talk about a little bit in the WWE, and I know our wrestling faithful out there is probably said to hell with us, Black, but we're gonna get into it, man, because it's that time of year. Come on now. Oh, hold on. I'm tripping. You know, we're trying to make sure we get this off. I always try to play like a nice wrestling theme, you know, to get going. Come on now. Man, I hate when this do this, man. I got the song queued up and it just don't want to play. I guess I got to go get me another song now because this song was raw. Let's see. Let's see. Let's show my dolls some love. This going to be... The smell what The Rock is cooking. Shout out to one of the all-time greats, Rocky Maivia. Mm-hmm. Rocky Maivia. All right, Black, we got uh, the Royal Rumble, my man. It is taking place this Sunday. So real quick, Black, man, when you hear Royal Rumble, when, when, when you hear it, what, what, what do you, what, how do you feel? What goes through your mind when you, when you uh, hear the Royal Rumble, my boy? Always, always exciting. You know you're going to get a, a, a shock and a surprise in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get some 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 classic ones uh, like we got last year with Drew McIntyre and Brock. And then um, the ones <clears throat> we've got, got with Steve Austin and Vince McMahon back in the day when mm-hmm. Vince McMahon beat uh, Stone Cold to mm-hmm. win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> just, cla- just, just different classics, man. And uh, 
I just love I just love the Royal Warrior. That's that's Royal Rumble. That's one of my favorite pay per views. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, I love like last year, man, with Edge. Uh, the way Edge came back, man. That, oh man, they that that gave I had chills after Edge music hit, man. It was so amazing to see that, and I'm looking forward to see what what uh, what they have in store this year and who's going to show up at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, man, my mind goes crazy when you think about Royal Rumble. I think about Shawn Michaels entering at number one and lasting the whole way and winning the whole thing, not once, but twice. Uh, I I think about when Hogan and the Warrior was face-to-face in the 1988 Royal Rumble, and they were shaking the ring, and nobody would move each other, setting up for WrestleMania six. I think about Ric Flair, you know, making his WWF debut back in 1992, coming in and winning the Rumble and winning the world title. Uh, I think about Triple H screwing over Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns was forced to defend the WWF title in the Royal Rumble match. Triple H coming in at number 30 to win the championship. Just so many, many, many memories and looking forward to watching this one. And uh, this one is no different. What you got, Black? Yeah, you know, uh, I was sitting there thinking about some some good ones. And when uh, Stone Cold was at the site, the one with him and Bret Hart, when the referee yeah. didn't see him go up under the... Uh, right. Didn't see him go out and he he came right back in under the rope and stunned uh yeah. Bret Hart and, and put him out of the ring. And that's yeah. that's that's really where uh Stone Cold's his height and him becoming the champion really started at, man. So that's another classic one. Just some just some good moments, man, of uh Royal Rumbles, man, that we've seen with The Rock winning and Stone Cold beating The Rock in the Royal Rumble. So it's always been, Royal Rumbles have always been exciting and really never disappoints. Yeah, man, looking forward to it. So uh, before we get to, uh, we're going to predict who we think going to win the Rumble. But we got two singles matches. We got for the WWF Championship, we have WWE Championship. We have Drew McIntyre versus Bill Goldberg. And let me tell you this here. If Goldberg win this belt, I am not watching WrestleMania. I will watch it. If Goldberg wins this title, I will not watch WrestleMania. That's all I got. Next up, we have for the Universal Championship, which I am super excited for this one again. These two men have been putting it all on the line in their rivalry. Shot outs to Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. They have been delivering in their matches. And I encourage you, if you didn't see their last match at, uh, I think, I forgot what the last pay-per-view was. But if you didn't see their last, go watch it, man. Kevin Owens is putting on a hell of a show. Him and Roman Reigns got chemistry, dog. So I'm excited for this. This is the last man standing match for uh, the Universal Championship. And then we get the Royal Rumble, man. We get the Women's Royal Rumble and we get the Men's Royal Rumble. So Black put you on the spot, man. Who you think wins the Royal Rumble this year? The oh, men's, man. the men's Royal Rumble. See, that's hard because we may have some surprises come back, and I don't know what the surprise is gonna be. Okay. Uh. Oh man, I don't know, man. Give me something, man. I'm going. <sighs> Give me something. I'm going to say. Uh, if I think if if Seth Rollins come back, I think Seth Rollins may win it. Okay. If he if he returns, I don't know if which he, he will could, or not. which he will. I think um, he is on women's side too. Yeah. Women's side. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, uh, what's the what's the what's oh man, the chick from uh NXT Bianca Belair. I, I'm gonna go with Bianca Belair, man. Mm-hmm. I think she. I think I like what they doing with her on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that she can make a little noise in the Royal Rumble. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick her to win on uh, the women's Royal Rumble. Great pick, great pick. I'm also picking 
uh, Bianca Belair to win the Women's Royal Rumble. I always try to kind of predict what uh, the WWE is doing with superstars are on the rise, and you see it in her. She's so athletic. She has a spark, beautiful young lady. Like, um, you, you just see the potential with her. Mm-hmm. And I could definitely see her going to WrestleMania facing off against Sasha Banks. Personally, two black women, mm-hmm. you know, going for a championship on the WrestleMania stage. I would definitely love to see that. So, I'm going to go Bianca Belair. And on the men's side, I was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Part of me wants to go Big E. Because he be getting a big push. Mm-hmm. He's current Intercontinental Champion. And you need a force to go up against Roman Reigns. And Big E would be that. But I'm going to take a dark horse. I'm going to take Daniel Bryan. Mm. I'm going to take Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble. And get and get a send-off against Roman Reigns. Because it's been rumored that Daniel Bryan is going to be retiring after his contract ends with the WWE this year. So... I've been thinking a lot on Daniel Bryan that he could possibly go in and win the Rumble. Half okay. of me says Big E, other half says Daniel Bryan. Was going to go Orton, but we all know what's going to happen eventually with Orton. The Fiend is coming back. <laughs> yes, he is. The Fiend is coming it's back. Is a chance he can come back at the Rumble? It, it's a chance, but they've been real quiet, so I really don't is know. Is it a chance he'll be in the Rumble? I don't know. I don't know, man. Is Orton know. in the Rumble? Orton is in the Rumble. Mm. Orton is in the run I'm thinking something is definitely going to happen there you know with them too I just it's, it's going to happen D if the Fiend come back he went in the Royal Rumble I don't think so him and Orton not done you they not done so? they not done they not that storyline ain't done yeah. and I don't see them interrupting that storyline to let him get a chance to, to, to get a title shot I just don't see it if he wins it I'd be happy because that's my guy Yeah, you know what I'm saying but you know we'll see we'll see so, yeah, man, so WWE Royal Rumble this Sunday uh, on the WWE Network. WWE, WWE also struck a deal with Peacock for $1 billion. Oh, man. So, yeah, I, see, I heard about that. So, the yeah, WWE yeah. Network week will be converging with Peacock. So, you're going to get all the exclusive access on Peacock. Which is uh, with NBC. NBC, yeah. which owns USA, which mm-hmm. runs for the WWE. So, another billion dollars for Vince McMahon and the WWE. Crazy, and deal there. So, we're going to be uh, talking about the Royal Rumble. We might do a special episode on the Royal Rumble this week. We, we've been saying we're going to do something. We might get together and give our top five Royal Rumble winners and top five Royal Rumbles. I see what me and Black come up with. We might do a special edition on the Royal Rumble because this is a big event in wrestling. All right, man. We're going to get to some other news. And, man, we are going to get... Out over here because I'm pretty sure you guys are probably tired of hearing me and Black Talk. All right, man, here we go. We got a couple things in other news. Let's see what we got, what we got, what we got. Black, what's up with the Tennessee Volunteers, man? Black, Black, I need you to talk to me. What is going on with the Tennessee Volunteers putting in thousands of dollars in old McDonald's brown bags, my boy, paying off students? I ain't shocked, bro. They fired their coach, they told Phil Farmer to get the stepping. They clean house. Now that's what I was shocked about. Philip Farmer, you, they kicking you, they kicking. You knew he was. You knew he, it. I, 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 I wouldn't. I, he, he was the one person that I thought probably always had a clean face because he was such a good coach. I would never thought he would have been tangled up in the in the McDonald's bag, <laughs> McDonald's cash bag, uh, stuff that's going on down in Tennessee. But Bruh. shoot, we see why they was getting all these top five recruits and all these guys to come come to Tennessee. It was handing out that cash, but I'm not shocked. It it, it happens. And they still trash. <laughs> they still trash. Get up all that money in them brick in them McDonald's McGriddle brown bags, and boy, they I don't, still trash. I don't know what's going on with Pruitt, man. He's having a 
a tough, tough time here. Like, he, they found him. He he had the trouble at Florida State when he was a D coordinator. Then he went back to Bama, kind of straightened up a little bit for Nick Saban and left and went to Tennessee. And just everything been down here from uh, from there on. But we finna see some fines and some probations coming. So uh, <laughs> we probably won't be hearing from Tennessee for a very, very long time. Bro, Tennessee is done for. Mm-hmm. They is done for. They done for. So yeah, the Vols. Hey, look, y'all should have sent something down here, man. Put me, put a little brown bag in a, in a, in a, in a Big Mac box for your boy, hey. man. Shoot me a couple G's, my boy. Who you I thought the fish fillet box or yeah. something, man. Come yeah. on, give me a little cash, my, my man. Might think about my son going over there to the Vols, my boy. <laughs> Even if y'all on probation, y'all send your boy about ten racks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, my boy, Canelo Sahu, ass. My man is back, man. On February 27. Uh, look like it's a mandatory title fight with one of yeah. his middleweight titles against some bum man named Alvini Yildirim, my boy. Now, the media has been giving Canelo some heat on this fight. They say this guy's a bum, and why is Canelo taking this fight? But Canelo does not want to surrender any of the middleweight titles. Oh, okay. He wants to unify that division through him, and that'll be his second time doing that. Uh, Cause don't he come from uh? What he come from? Super? What he come from? He came from super welterweight, and he unified that uh, division. Uni- unified, yeah, he unified that, and then he went to middleweight, and now he's what at light heavyweight now? No, no, he is he super he middleweight now. Oh, he's super middle. Okay, yeah, so he, he middleweight. Went, okay, yeah. so he went from super welterweight to uh, yeah. want getting want to get all the belts at uh middleweight. Middleweight. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I read. I read okay. he's trying to unify. He's okay. not willing to and give then up. And this guy he's fighting is a for- a former training partner or something yeah. like. I, and the dude uh, talking trash about him too. He talking trash, so whatever. We'll see Canelo yeah, get him out about it. Yeah, yeah, get him out of here. Yeah. All right, Lions and Matthew Stafford. They say they are calling it quits. So like the former number one pick overall, Matthew Stafford is on the move, and I just want to say, good for him. Yeah, it's time. It's been time. Yeah, yeah. It's Matthew time. Stafford has always been talented, but he's never been in a position to win. And his ten years there with the Lions, he's made the playoff one time. And my Dallas Cowboys sent him home. Mm. The one time that they made it. So they say suitors are the Indianapolis Colts, which would be a good fit. Denver mm. Broncos could be a fit. And they say keep an eye out on the San Francisco 49ers mm. uh, to bring in Matthew Stafford. All right, last but not least, uh, one of the one of the pretty good tight ends of our time, Greg Olson, is calling it quits. The former Panthers, Seahawk, and who did he play for this year? Uh, he played for uh, Seattle this year. Seattle, Carolina. He played for somebody yeah, else. Yeah, Seattle and Carolina. That was it? Yeah, that was it. Oh. No, the Bears. He played for the Bears. Oh, and the Bears. Okay, he played okay, for the okay, Bears. Okay. So uh, he's calling it quits, and he's going to go to Fox as a full-time analyst. And um, just what's out of Greg Olsen. I mean, he came in around the time we were growing up and watching, especially with the Panthers coming from the University of mm-hmm. Miami. I just want to show him some love, man. Yeah, Greg man. Olsen was one of the Great better career. tight ends. Great career. Yeah, one of the better tight ends. So, yeah, shout out to Greg Olsen. So that's it, man. That's pretty much going to wrap up everything for me and Black. Uh, we're going to do a lot more Super Bowl coverage. Look out for a possible Royal Rumble show. Uh, this week, Black, you got anything else to add? Yeah, one more thing. Rumors are swirling about a potential Manny Pacquiao versus Ryan Garcia fight. I think it would be horrible, but the rumors are swirling that that could be a potential fight that's happening. We don't want to see Pacquiao fight Ryan Garcia. We want to see Ryan Garcia fight Tank Davis. We don't want to see him fight Manny Pacquiao, but those are the rumors that's swirling about a deal could get done with with Manny Pacquiao to fight up and coming Ryan Garcia. Don't you don't you think Pacquiao takes a fight with an up and coming fighter? I'm pretty sure he would. Don't you think he takes that? Yeah, because he could pop potentially win that fight against a young kid. So I could see it happening, but I want to see him fight Tank. That's more intriguing. I hate, and this is why I hate boxing. <laughs> 
This is why I hate boxing. But Tank said he's doing everything he can to get Ryan Garcia in the fight. But if I if I know Ryan Garcia, he's gonna take a bigger payday to fight Manny Pacquiao. He has to. He has to. Mm-hmm. He has to take a bigger payday. So whatever, man. We'll see. All right, man. So that's where gonna wrap. This is gonna wrap up episode ninety eight. Episode 98 of the Sports Desk, man. It was a lot of fun, this show. Uh, today, we talked about a lot. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, you can catch me, Deja L. Higgs Jr., on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, hit me up. Talk, let's talk about some sports. And uh, Black, where can they find you? Man, y'all can hit me at Black ENL3 on Twitter and Instagram, man. Y'all hit me up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to Reduce. Oh, yeah, shout out to Reduce Lunch. Shout out to the NPN Network. We really enjoy what we're doing. Me and Black going to be doing some things, man, coming up in the future um, to get some more exposure out here to you guys. But we always appreciate you guys pressing play on us each and every week. So, uh, Black, anything else? Man, we got to do something special for that 100 episode, man. Oh, I'm sitting here thinking about it. We got to put out some stops, don't man. Worry, I think I think uh, our listeners and our supporters should be, should be in for a, a really a good treat. You know, when we hit that 100th episode, man, I'm just sitting back here thinking when we first started, man, and mm. get this thing. <laughs> We've come a long way, man, and we just going to keep it going, but I, I can't wait, man. We almost to 100 episodes, man. That's a big deal. It's so, crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. It's crazy. It's crazy, 100 episodes. All right, man, y'all be safe. Y'all take care of yourselves. Me and Black will be with you guys uh, very, very shortly, man. So, hope you guys enjoyed the show, and we'll check. You guys later, and of course, man, we got to get a traditional. Uh, some people say they laugh real hard towards the end of the show at these, my boy. Listening to the sports desk. You're listening to the sports the show. Sports desk.